With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. It is a busy Saturday night. How you doing tonight, Torres? Are you okay out there? Or are you staying safe? Hey, Arnie. Uh, good to hear from you. A little bit of an uh, 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 uncertain time, to say the least, uh, with everything going on around the country. I hope everyone is staying safe. Uh, we're here. We're safe here over in the Fox Sports LA studios. Uh, I will be breaking a citywide curfew to go home tonight. There is a citywide curfew here. I saw that. I saw that. But otherwise, uh, everybody that I know is safe. All of our staff here is safe. And I hope. I, should I joke about hoping you being safe in Burlington? No. I'm guessing well, it's actually, not, not a crazy uh, scene up there. We, we we've had a, a protesters up to twelve to fifteen hundred. Nothing really like is going on in the cities. You know, I I just want to say because. Um, my heart just pours out. This is just such a tough time. And um, the family and friends of, obviously, Mr. George Floyd and what happened to him and the unnecessary killing, um, it's it's just horrible, absolutely horrible. And, you know, sometimes you, you know, you want to speak out, but you're not sure what to say or you want to help, but you're not sure what to do. So... You know, you, you just watch all the protests going on. You hope everybody's staying safe. All the protests, I don't know if you've been paying attention, Aaron, but 
all cities we're in, Minnesota's, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta, Denver, yep. Philly, Pittsburgh, Seattle, uh, Cleveland, uh, Columbus, Portland, Miami, Milwaukee, Salt Lake, and Rochester. A lot of them, are, yeah, uh, yeah uh, uh, Minneapolis. A lot of them are, you know, having curfews now. Um, we're just thinking. We're, we want to be with you. Um, it's just a a tough time right now that people are going through. Well, uh, you know, we want to be with them. We want to give them a distraction. And I will say this: uh, it was. I think a largely positive week in sports uh, in terms of getting stuff back and all that stuff. But, yeah, obviously there are bigger things going on in the real world. But uh, hopefully we're here to take people's minds off that for the next few hours. Right. You want to get into the show real simple. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. People have been already uh, uh, tech, uh, tweeting on in, um, you know, where they're from. Hopefully you guys are staying safe. Um, and, you know, if, 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 if a little bit of a distraction, but um, we're cognizant of what's going on out there. We have a job to do. Three hours of sports seems meaningless right now compared to everything that's going out there, Aaron. I mean, really, it just it just pulls at you. But uh, like I said, we have a job to do. A lot of people have their jobs to do, so we just go on, you know? Oh, absolutely. And the good thing is, as I just referenced a minute ago, yeah. there are some updates in some of the sports that we love. Uh, and as DeSager told us at the top of the hour, it feels like we're inching towards NBA basketball. Uh, maybe not on the timeline that many of us want or right. hope, but it sounds like it's coming back the end of July. And I know we've had John Paul Morosi on quite a bit over these next few weeks. Unfortunately, it doesn't feel like baseball is nearly as close. Right, let's get get at it. Like I said, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. First thing I even want to ask you: Here we are, Saturday, May 30th. Um, it seems like the weeks are just flying on by. The 23rd, we talked. The week before that, we talked. Every weekend leading up to now, it's like, okay, we're getting this done. They're talking here, maybe here. The players of baseball will get it done. Um, still nothing. Still nothing from baseball. Uh, we'll get more on the NBA. Um, on Thursday, still nothing official with baseball, nothing official with the NHL. We're close. We're close, Aaron. Um, you surprised that nothing's done? Uh, no dot the I's, cross the T's by now? Or like you said, you thought it was going to go ahead and maybe take this long? No, it's uh, especially with Major League Baseball, It's it's been disappointing. And it's funny because there was a time there where I think all of us thought the Major League Baseball might be the first one back on the field, on the you know in regular season games, field to play, court to play, ice, whatever. And it's dragging along, and it was amazing because we've had J.P. Morosi on these last three or four weeks, and it felt like there was a stretch where every week there was a positive update. And then last week we had him on, and he said, doesn't really feel like much is moving in the right direction. Obviously, there's a lot of layers, a lot to peel back, but I will say I am disappointed by both sides in baseball. And in this case, believe it or not, I'm actually really disappointed in the players for some of the things that they're saying and doing uh, and their role in not allowing baseball to get back on the field. Well, I, I thought we were going to have baseball by that first weekend of, what is it, July 3rd, which is a Friday. Um, that seems impossible now, right? Yep. I don't even I don't even know where we were. I, a week ago we should have seen that coming, and I think we started talking about that. Um, if they said, okay, five minutes from now, we're signed, sealed, delivered, still no way they can come back July 3rd. Um, we're looking at another two more months of no sports, nothing in June, nothing in um, until late July, until we get that back to the NBA, uh, hopefully NHL and maybe baseball. We're looking at maybe another two more months. 
It's realistic and it's crazy and it's interesting because, um, you know, baseball is obviously the one that's on the, the back burner right now. Everyone's trying to figure out what's going on. But even hockey, I saw reports this week and not even a report. It was something Gary Bettman said that um, they haven't set anything up yet, but the earliest they'll even resume training camps are, or whatever, I don't know if we're calling it training camps, but right. practice or whatever right. would be July 1st. So the NHL is another one that looks like we're looking at mid to late July at the earliest for the NHL as well. Uh, we're going to have Rick Buecher on in a minute to talk about the NBA, what's taken so long. But yeah, it's going to be another two months. You know, we've been in this for about two, two and a half months at this point, And we're going on two more months until we get regular sports back, obviously NASCAR uh, uh, UFC, others have come back kind of weekend sports, but the day-to-day right. sports are, are not anywhere near close. What's going to be the tougher two months? Um, April and May when we were quarantined, and of course we really had no sports, a little one NASCAR, two NASCARs, a, a MMA fight or whatever, but for the most part, uh, we were quarantined unless you were an essential worker and you went out. A lot of people stayed home even when they got home from work, uh, and we had no sports, like I said, April and May. Or is June and July going to be the toughest because you're able to go out now? Um, restaurants uh, in some places starting to open back up, even in, in some capacity, but you're still not going to have sports. Um, will that be a good distraction? What's going to be the tougher two months? Well, it, I'll bring I'll bring this up because yeah. you brought it up at the beginning, Arnie. I remember the first week or two after all of this kind of started back in March. You said, "Is there a scenario where we realize that we don't miss sports?" And right. I think the first few months, as you said, in most of the country, it was a little bit cooler. Uh, snow still falling where you live in uh, Vermont and all that stuff. And I, I think we needed more sports more than ever at that point, which is part of the reason the Michael Jordan documentary had success. The golf last week had so much success. But I'll tell you what, you just said it. It's June. It's July. People can get back out. And I do think these sports are playing with fire thinking, hey, we can just show up late to the party whenever we want and everyone's going to be itching to get back and watch. Now, listen, go, I was just going to say real quick, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah. when a LeBron, when a Zion, when those guys take the court, we will tune in. But I don't know that if if basketball starts July 31st with a, you know, whatever, a a Blazers-Grizzlies game, I don't know that everyone's (laughs) going to be rushing to the TV to watch it. I really don't. Now, okay, first of all, isn't it the other way around? No. Um, Well, shouldn't we have been clamoring for more sports back in April and May because we were quarantined, we're sitting at home, we're eating up that Michael Jordan documentary like it's uh, nine straight days of the Super Bowl or something like that, um, you know, and, and, and getting all into it. Now, for the next two months, you'll be able to have a distraction where you can go shopping, um, you can go go to stores, you can go to restaurants, you can, you, especially you, can go to gyms now, right, if you want to go ahead and go back to that or at least soon. Um, isn't that a better distraction and maybe you won't feel as in That's need for I'm sports saying. or no? Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm just saying is, is those first few months, I think everyone was homebound. Everyone, uh, even if they wanted to go for a walk or whatever, it wasn't always appropriate weather. And now I'm just telling you, I, yeah. I think these sports really are playing with fire, deciding, Hey, we can come back whenever we want. People are going to be clamoring. And like I said, if LeBron's on TV, we'll watch. If Zion's on TV, we'll watch. If the Clippers are playing the Lakers, we'll watch. But I think people are going to get into a routine and get comfortable without sports over these next few months. And if I was these sports, I would be clamoring to get back sooner, not later. All right, you throw, you're playing pretty tough, so let me throw back at Uh-oh. you a little bit. Okay, I'll be go. sports. What you going to do about it? 
What are you going to do about it, Aaron Torres? What are you going to do? Not watch sports anymore for the rest of your life? What are you going to do about it um, if you don't get back in, in, unless it's football is the first sport back in, and we don't have a season in the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball? You're not going to stop watching us. I know that. When we come back next year, you'll be the first to line up. So what are you going to mm, do about it? I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> well, I think, listen, I think, uh, you know, listen, all the sports are a little bit different, right? And right. so um, – you know, basketball, listen, I give the basketball players credit. I've been critical of them in some regards, but it appears as though they want to get back. They're working through it. They're doing what they need to do to get back on the court. Baseball is another story altogether, Arnie, and there's so many dynamics to it, and I don't, we don't have to spend every moment right. at least off the top breaking this down, but um, I think the players look selfish. I think they look greedy. I think they don't understand the climate that they're making these demands in, and I'll tell you this. If baseball players are upset about giving up a bunch of their salary in a year where they're playing fewer games with no fans in the stands, I really will, Arnie. I don't know about you, but I really will have second thoughts about going to the stadium, spending my disposable income on these guys that don't appreciate what they have. And so you say it with basketball. Basketball is a little bit of a different deal. But I am having those conversations with friends and family. And when people ask me, I say, I don't know if I'm going to go to Dodger Stadium next year if they can't get back on the field this year. But you don't have the same feeling for the NBA, NHL, or anything like that. That that to you is a pass because it's not about money with those sports. Well, they seem to both be inching towards getting back. I mean, Gary Bettman this week said they're going to be back. The NBA, we heard July 31st as, as a date. We've heard that uh, Chris Haynes reported that LeBron and Giannis and Kawhi and all those guys got on a call and want to play. I mean, listen... If they don't come back, if something comes up and it's not related to health or safety or something, I might reconsider that stance. But the only thing holding back baseball right now is dollars and cents. It really is, Arnie. Every report will tell you that. And so, yes, I will be hesitant if a baseball player that's making, you know, $25 million a year is refusing to come back to only play for 8 or $9 million a year. I'm sorry. I don't feel bad for that guy. I really don't. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius. One little chewy, our buddy. The tougher the two months uh, was when it started in mid-March till early May. Once NASCAR and UFC did their last events, it was really, really tough. Basically, free agency in the NFL draft was worth talking about, uh, but nothing afterwards. What are we going to get now, though? We're really not going to get anything until, look, I'm not, I don't count sports back until we get NBA, MLB, or NHL, or, of course, football. But until we get one of those back, it it's like uh, me uh, not eating for a week, going to the uh, buffet and uh, gra- uh, grabbing a tomato and an olive. That's pretty much it. You know what I mean? That's what we got on the menu for the next two weeks, huh? <laughs> next two months, excuse me. Well, listen, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I I just think the the uh, all of these sports is, are playing with fire. They should be getting back sooner rather than later. Even with the NBA, I give them credit for getting a plan in place. But what do you need two months for? Facilities have been open. You're supposed to be world-class athletes. You're supposed to be training in your free time. That's your number one job description. I'm not saying rush back to the court tomorrow. I don't know that they need two months, though. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. What is the latest of the NBA? Um, do they have it all signed, sealed, and delivered? Are we to the one thing in Orlando? Do we have the playoffs all figured out? How many teams are going to be in the playoffs? We get all the answers from Rick Buecher. Our Fox Sports 1 NBA Insider that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, and although we're apart these days, we're sharing more, and Geico sharing more, too, with the Geico Giveback. A 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for both current and new customers that last your full policy term. All you have to do is visit geico.com slash giveback for info and eligibility. You'll want to be part of the show, Aaron, on the score, Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We'll get a hold of Rick Bucher in just a little bit. Uh, talk a little bit about the NBA. They'll get the vote on Thursday. It looks like they'll pass it, though, Torres. Um, there'll be no surprises. I'm still not sure how they're going to do the playoffs. They're going to get, what, an extra six teams in there? So well, up to 20 or 22. I'm still not even sure what they're going to do there. But uh, it's going to take them a, a two months. I don't know why it's going to take so long. I thought they'd be back earlier than that. I am 100% on board with you, Arnie, in the sense that it should not take this long. And I remember last week when I came, when we came on and the Disney World proposal had first kind of been broached, or I believe the NBA had officially reached out at that point. Um, and I said to you, I said, if you read the fine print of this thing, it says they're not coming back for another six or seven weeks. And you said, what? Are you out of your mind? Yeah. And I said... I, I'm with you. I don't understand it. I understand players want to get back into playing shape, but most all of these facilities have been open for two, three, four weeks now, and beyond that, these are world-class athletes, man. This is your this is your job, to be in shape. I don't think it should take two months to get games back on the court. 
Maybe we're being a little greedy. And look, I'm not asking you if you want sports back. We all want sports back. There's I'm not, everybody listening. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to a sports radio network. We all miss it. We all want it back. But are we being a little greedy? Are we pushing it too much? Maybe we're at the point with everything that's going on, and we're still not sure what's up with the virus, even though the numbers have looked a little bit better, to the point where we're like, you know what, let's just start fresh with college football and the NFL. Um, We're going to go ahead and get uh, NBA and NHL back, what, in August? They'll start training camp. September, the NHL will pick up. Um, And the only team, the only sport we really won't see is baseball until the following April. Maybe we should do that, or is that just too drastic out there? Well, let me ask you this. What what is the argument for not having the NBA and Major League Baseball but having football? Because it seems like, one, football is a sport that there is clearly no social distancing on the field. Um, You have a bunch of guys in a locker room, a bunch of guys in a weight room, whatever, and we're talking about fans in the stands for football. So if we can bring back football with even 25 to 50% capacity, there is no reason to me that I think that it's unsafe to bring back basketball or Major League Baseball or even hockey without fans. One about the basketball, if it's going to take two months, that's the first thing. Two, got to go ahead and quarantine them in Orlando. You've got to do the bubble thing. We're really not going to have any end of the regular season. We're just going to go straight to the playoffs. So it's not like we are you know we have to put together a season or something to that effect. Same thing goes to the NHL. Um, and plus, like I said, it won't affect the following year, which is what we're going to do to these sports if we play it out the rest of the way. Now, baseball is really the only one that gets affected. Um and, you know, we'd have to wait till, like I said, April, the following April. But at least just it gives us a couple of months of buffer until we try to get football going back. And even with that, we probably won't have full crowds in, in some of the NFL stadiums out there. Yeah, I just I, I think that at this point we have enough data to know that it's safe for all of these uh, young men. Uh, and they are young men and they are it will be safe for them to play. I see no reason why we we shouldn't start back up. To your point as to why why it's taking so long, I think they're being overly precautious. Let me ask you this, Arnie. I was looking at the NBA proposal this week, and hopefully we get Rick Buecher on here soon. But in the meantime, it looks as though we're going to have, as you said, 20 to 22 teams, a couple regular season games, and then a play-in to the playoffs for a couple of the last seeds. What did you think about that part of the proposal? You know, I first first of all, I was just thinking one through sixteen. Last That's what week. I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I and, I and our big question was: Are they going to do one through eight, one through eight, East versus West, and continue that way, or is it going to be a big mishmash of one through sixteen? Let the two best teams come out, whether they're both from the East or the West, and, and that's. And then I'm like, okay, we started hearing about four playing teams, which would have made it twenty. Um, now there's going to be six, and I guess five are going to be coming from the Western Conference, yep. only one from the Eastern Conference. You know, is it the fairest? Probably not. I could care less. Let's just get the 22 and going. I don't even know if that's the best way, but more teams in, better. Um, I'm okay with that, so I'm okay with the six play-in. Um, but the one through 16 wouldn't have been bad also, but I see what they're trying to do, try to get some more games, trying to get things started back up until we get back into the full swing of things with these play in games. I I mean, I understand it. So I I guess I'm okay with it at this point. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, and, 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 I do think to a degree, like I could kind of see it making sense just bringing back the 16 teams that are currently in position to make the playoffs. I think Damian Lillard's comments this week made it clear that if you're going to bring back teams that are currently out of the playoffs, you have to give them a chance to play their way in. 
Um, but, you know, I to me, at first I was like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that play and stuff. But it's such a weird year in the sense that everything is going to be so thrown for a loop. We are not going to have fans in the stands. The games are all going to be played in one venue. Guys aren't going to be able to leave until their season is over. If we want to do something quirky here, be it a 16, you know, a, a round robin or whatever to get into the playoffs or a tournament, excuse me, to get into the playoffs, it, whether we want to seed one through 16 as opposed to east-west, if there's ever a year to try this stuff, this feels like it because everything is already flipped on its head. Now, are they going to still be allowed to bring family members, it seems like, and I don't understand how a family member or kids or a wife or whoever um, is going to stay quarantined for, could be possibly up to two months, while you're sitting in Orlando um, and not taking the kids to Disney World or not going out yourself or going to go, you know, go to some of the restaurants or attractions. Um I understand that after the first two weeks, a bunch of teams will be eliminated, but I'm not so sure that's the best idea, but I don't think you could do anything against it, you know? Yeah, I don't know what the alternative is because the NBA doesn't seem to want to have players travel. Um, Major League Baseball, they're going to travel and they're going to play in empty MLB stadiums if they actually, you know, get back on the court or back on the field, excuse me. So I guess the MLB or the NBA, excuse me, I keep tripping up my leagues here. The yeah. NBA has decided that it's best to, um, to, to go to one place and do it. By the way, that's basically what hockey's going to do. They say two kind of quote unquote hub cities. So everybody's going to go to two cities, quarantine, and then I don't know what they're going to do when they get down to the final of the Stanley Cup. But um, I just think it's the reality, Arnie. And we've been talking about this you and I since the middle of March there is going to be no perfect alternative if in fact sports get back on the field to play on the court to play on the ice whatever and you just got to deal with it and for one year you got to be comfortable with the unusual stuff that's going to pop up all right Miles takes a shot on you on Twitter he says hey look hey basketball people will watch basketball he goes don't get it twisted basketball fans know the delay is about safety NBA people don't buy into uh what Clay Travis is saying and what you saying um they know that it's delayed because of safety. I, I totally agree with that. But um, as to your point that nobody's going to come back and watch a Portland or Memphis game, I think at first they'll watch anything. They'll watch you and I play one-on-one just to get a little sports in. But after that, you're going to have to give them something, you know? I don't know, Arnie. I really don't. I mean, I, I, I just think it's easy for us to say that. But, you know, you talk about a, a, a Thursday night or a Tuesday night and your wife wants to go out to dinner, you, your, your friends want to get together, you want to have a backyard barbecue, you've been cooped up. Yeah, maybe you have it on in the background. I don't know that it's going to be appointment television right off the top. By the way, something that I've been stressing on all my platforms, including this show, yeah. pushing back until July 31st brings up another very interesting proposition, which is that the NBA is going to be starting up their playoffs right as the NFL is opening training camps. And the NBA playoffs are going to ramp up right as the NFL and college football season open up. So everyone says, oh, you know, basketball fans are going to watch basketball. I don't know, man. When you got Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night football or you got... Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a difference between training camp and playing on a Sunday night well, game. And- you didn't listen to what I said. The playoffs, are, yeah. the playoffs are going to be starting at the beginning of training camp, but it's going to be ramping up right at the start of football season. And you can say basketball fans will watch basketball. I don't know, man. We're talking about three nights a week of the NFL Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. College football is going to have its fair share. And I just, I think the NBA is making a big tactical mistake waiting this long. You can tell me, oh, da da da, this and that. When football starts up, when we have football four nights a week, 
I don't think that we're going to be flipping to the NBA playoffs unless it's either a finals game, LeBron, Zion, something major to bring us there. Well, we all know that football's king, but during exactly. a regular season anyway, um, basketball starts, what, October? Um, yep. They're going up against the NFL anyway, October, November, December. And there's January, a reason February, they want to yeah. push back the whole season to Christmas Day because they know nobody pays attention. I would add this, Arnie. Yeah. When the NBA playoffs go up head-to-head with the NFL draft, which isn't even a real NFL. It's a thing. It's not a game. (laughs) It gets crushed by the draft for three straight nights. So I'm just saying, listen, whatever. I'm going to be happy. I'm glad. I can't wait till the NBA comes back. I do think they're making a tactical mistake waiting so long to get going. I think they could have been back July 1st. They could have owned all of July into the beginning to the middle of August. And by then, the playoffs are rolling and you can compete head-to-head with football. I don't know that the first or second round of the NBA playoffs is going to be be able to compete with football. I really don't. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Um, oh, let's pick on baseball next. We got all the sports to pick on. That's coming up. But first, let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager. What's going on out there, DeSager? Hello, gentlemen. Hey. And a lot of meat on the bone for these discussions tonight. As far as the NHL, yeah. by the way, training camps would not begin until July 10th at the earliest. Wow. So the playoff games would not start until August. A lot of other aspects have to be negotiated with the union before any hockey games can start, including the health and safety protocols. And yes, the NHL is looking at using two different neutral uh, neutral sites for the games that would likely include Las Vegas, according to what I've read. And I got to repeat what we talked about last weekend, that the seven non-playoff teams, their their season is officially over. And now, potentially, they have over nine months off from March's suspension of this season to the start of next season, as the NHL has approved restarting with a 2014 playoff this year. That's like a gap year in college or something like that. Yeah, it's a gap year, all right. The Knicks have taken like a gap couple decades too soon too soon as far as the nba there is no agreement on what to do going forward keep in mind what the commissioner told the players on a conference call a couple weeks ago the league will be choosing from a lot of bad options and none of them are risk-free but at least we pick out of one good option or that doesn't exist i'm not sure that exists actually but they do have options it's just there's a lot of details to be hammered out as we've said we said this two months ago this can be done it's just there are a lot of hurdles to, to, to trespass to get to this point. Even that general manager's survey they had with the NBA leaders yeah. this past week, what should the conference playoff format be? Well, the traditional got 16 votes compared to 14 for seeding the teams regardless of conference, 1 through 16. When should we end the NBA season this year? Nine GMs wanted to end it by October 1st. Seven voted by mid-September. Another 11 in the survey wanted to end mid-October or later. It's looking like whatever the commissioner really pushes for this week, that might just pass. And yes, it was The Athletic yesterday that said the target date to return to play is July 31st. Although the way Shams worded that was a target date. Uh, The league has said it's hoping to restart the season near Orlando. And the league, remember, has the right to recoup roughly 1% of each player's salary for every regular season game that is canceled for these unforeseen reasons. Keep in mind, as we've talked about for weeks, there are local TV contracts in play here. If they don't play certain minimum number of regular season games, 
There's a lot involved. It can be done, though, and a vote on the NBA's future is not expected until Thursday after that Board of Governors conference call yesterday. Florida Gators point guard Andrew Nembhard removed his name from the NBA draft and will transfer. Nembhard from Canada hired an NCAA-certified agent, so these days he can retain his college eligibility. He did so after his freshman year as well and returned to Florida at the time. Now he's out of the draft and will transfer. Packers guard Lane Taylor reworked the final season of his contract to free up cap space. UFC Fight Night is winding down in Las Vegas. Yep. They're at the UFC Apex, the Ooh. office and production facility with no fans there tonight. Tyron Woodley in the main event got rocked in the opening minute. It's now a minute to go in round number three of the five scheduled. I would guess Woodley is trailing against Gilbert Burns. He had cuts immediately over the left eye in the opening minute of this fight and onto his back. Germany soccer season continues on FA one tomorrow morning with another doubleheader starting at 9.30 a.m. Also on FS1, NASCAR's Cup Race tomorrow. It's not on Fox. It's FS1, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time at Bristol. The short track event was originally scheduled for early April. The Formula One racing season will begin in Austria with two events in July and no fans there. F1 still hopes to hold at least 15 of its 22 scheduled races this season. Back to you. All right, thanks a lot to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. All you have to do is go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Um, you want to get a hold of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stick of Genius. When you just heard the Sager say a lot of hurdles to clear, um, and uh, NBA gets back late, late, late. Uh, July, early August for the NHL. I'll ask you again, why do we have to jump over all these hurdles if we're going to wait till August? At that point, Aaron, um, we're already in the college football season at the end of August, and NFL is four weeks away. So sports-wise, we're already there. You sure one more time you want to jump over all these hurdles that are taking two months to get all these sports back or what? Well, and I the question becomes, what are the hurdles? Why can't they come back sooner? And the one but thing that's I, not even really the point yes, anymore. Yes, it Aaron. is the point, though. Yeah. How is it not the point? Well, because you're saying there's it, too many hurdles. But well, there's, it, the, the hurdles are up there, whether um, you know we like them or not, or we in, you know we in, uh, take for the reasoning. That's beside the point. It's still going to be two months before they come back, though. So this is a dumb question, yeah. and I don't have the answer. But why is it that the Bundesliga in Germany right. has already come back? And listen, I understand that the unfortunately the this virus kind of went to Europe first and things started to slow down in Europe first. But if the Bundesliga is back on the field already, uh, La Liga in Spain is coming back here in the next week or so. The English Premier League is coming back June 17th. To answer your question, Arnie, I think a lot of these hurdles, and I, I hate to be insincere, I think are self-imposed. That, yes, that's exactly. That's a, actually a better word than I was going to use. Wow. And yeah, no. If I, if I, well, but but, but let me ask you this: How you say they're back in the in this Bundesliga or whatever? Um, when did they start pre- repreparing the comeback? I guess is what I want to know. Did did they say okay, we'll be back in a week, um, a month? I don't know when they started gearing back up to come on back. You know. No, and I don't have a good answer to that right. myself. And, you know, we can look it up during the break. But, I mean, the point remains is that it wasn't that long. It was maybe two, three, four weeks, even even if it's a month. 
it makes no sense to me that the that these sports need two full. Now it's di- every sport's a little bit different, right? Baseball, it simply appears to be an economic thing. The players are not taking less money. The owners are not giving them the money that they want. Hockey, it seems to be they're still trying to figure out dates and times and what cities can host them. But the NBA is the one I don't have a good answer on, Arnie. They know they're going to Disney World. They've done this. They've they've done uh, events at Disney before. Right. And they're familiar with the facility. So why is it going to take two more months? When oh, by the way, as I've mentioned a bunch of times, these uh, practice facilities are open right now, and players should be training. DeSager, what what did they start? Getting? No, I think you're right. It was a normal. Uh run-up to restarting games, and it was not popular with some people. There were banners against even restarting from some fans. What does fans. that mean, though? What does that mean, a normal run-up, though? I don't know. No, the usual means. three weeks, and okay. then first individual training, and okay. then you can train in groups, and then the stages, oh, wow. all of that. And of so course, it was like five, six weeks or something No like fans that. inside. Don't let fans congregate outside stadiums. But as far as Germany, that country really separate from a lot of Europe in that they reportedly rolled out mass testing for the virus early and it has had far fewer virus deaths than some of the other European countries. Germany for example had under 10 new deaths this past day. The UK had over 200. What shocks me is that while all these European leagues are restarting, Spain, which still has a problem with the virus, is saying okay we're going to start in June as well. Not just England, not just Germany. Spain wants to have full practices restart Monday and resume the league June 11th. Currently, if you go by how many virus cases per million population, it's USA about 5,500. Spain, 6,000 cases per million population. They're as bad and worse in that category than the U.S. currently, and still Spain wants to resume its game. Granted, with empty stadiums and all of that, but... They say, yeah, we've got 11 rounds of games, 11 games per team left. We can end the season in July, really compress the schedule and be done with this. That's what they're hoping. Arnie, how about this? The Bundesliga in total was off nine weeks. We're talking about almost nine weeks just from now until we get the NBA or the NHL back. If I, if you know, we we talk about these hurdles um, and that's why it's going to take two months. Would you want to take some hurdles away? You would never do that. What would you say? All right, let's take uh, one of the safety hurdles away. But it's let's not, take that's one of my the, point, though. Let's, is let's I don't... take one of the training hurdles away so they can all get, um, you know, ACL tears or something <laughs> like that. Let, well, what are they doing? What have they been doing for the last three months? And that's the whole point is yeah. that I don't believe that safety is the reason that it's taking so long. I think it's – I take that back. I think with the NBA, and we can ask Rick Buecher this when he, when he joins us in a little bit – I think it's more on the court safety in terms of making sure players feel that they're fit. And that's why, by the way, we're starting with regular season. That's one of the reasons why we're starting with regular season games. There's there's other TV stuff. But I don't know, man. Two months when your facilities have, for the most part, been open uh, all along. I think most of these guys in recent weeks have figured out a way to get into a gym and get shots up. It just feels like a lot to me, and it doesn't feel like an issue of safety uh, at the venue, number of tests, all that stuff. Those don't seem to be the hurdles holding up any of these sports right now. Two months, I could turn myself into Ryan Gosling in two months. What is wrong with you? Two months uh, is forever. It's a, a lot of hair club for men. That's a lot of hair club for men. Wow. And, uh, I could, if I had a wig, I'd be Fabio in two months. What's wrong with you guys out there? I mean, that's a long time. I'd be Fabio, doing... you're really dating yourself with the <laughs> – what is it? I can't believe I'm not butter. It's not butter? Oh, my well, goodness. You what know what's so funny is uh, when we were living out in, um, in California uh, and I was working in Los Angeles – 
my wife would go on these walks with uh, three or four of the, her, her neighbor friends. And for some reason, they'd walk by this one house every time and walk real slow. Because Uh-oh. I busted them one time. That's where Fabio lived. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were looking to get a look at him. I see what's going on there. Not that uh, I'm worried about Fabio. Who would you rather have, me or Fabio? To talk sports or to, you know, whatever? Either one. Does it make a difference, really? How, how old are you, Arnie, by the way? <laughs> what? He's 61 now, so I don't think you have much to Fabio's worry about. Fabio's 61? Yeah, he was born March 15th, 59. So I think you're safe. Uh, uh, if, if your wife comes back to L.A., I think Ryan Gosling <laughs> may be an issue. I don't know about Fabio, though. You you want to get into the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one. Um, more thoughts, but I want to get into Major League Baseball a little bit more also. So that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, get your free credit scorecard today. Even if you're not a Discover customer, see, include your FICO credit score and check in your scorecard. Won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius One. By the way, Torres, I saw this. Um, have you seen the Nike message? Of course, you know their slogan, just do it, right? Of course. Have you seen the new message they put out? 
um, in reference of what's going on with the protest. It says here, this is Nike's new message. For once, don't do it. Hmm. Don't pretend that there's not a problem in America. Don't turn your back on racism. Nike posted that video with messaging encouraging people for once to, uh, to for once, don't do it. A play on the brand's iconic slogan. So um, that's kind of interesting and um, good for Nike for coming out with that, you know? Well, and I also saw that Adidas um, kind of shared one of Nike one of Nike's tweets. Nike said, let's all be part of the change. And Adidas shared it together is how we make change. So when Adidas and Nike are coming together uh, on on social media platforms, you know, it's kind of a serious topic that, uh, you know, is bringing hopefully bringing people together in such an uncertain time. Wow, I didn't see that. Un- unbelievable. Um, I, I wish I had seen that. I'm going to have to th- check that on out. Um, Brian says, Torres, contact Vermont law enforcement. Let them know Stinky Genius hasn't been following any social distancing guidelines. Um yeah, people are just. Uh, we're still not back a lot back in restaurants out here. We're we're at the uh, not even at the twenty five percent part yet. Well, I'll tell you this: um, you can be criticized for a lot of things, terrible takes. Um, you know, just your general attitude overall, your looks. I mean, I can go you. on and thank on, but, but thank, yeah, the point going. the point that I'm trying to yeah. get to, and I could keep going if people want me to. Let us know. <laughs> is the one thing you can't be criticized for is social distancing. You met, you were social distancing up in Vermont uh, from the rest of us since before we knew what social distancing was. So yes. again, you're terrible sports takes six and a half years (laughs) yeah and not a moment too soon let me tell you uh we'll finish out the nba and of course rick buecher will join us next hour at about 20 past the hour so we got a lot of questions to ask him they'll take the vote on thursday why did it have to be the best of bad um ideas here or bad uh, propositions uh we couldn't come up with something better and if it's all bad um, then why do it? Why not, like I said, why rush back instead of just saying, let's catch our breath and start fresh back up um, in August, unless they really want to start next year uh, at Christmas time, which is I'm kind of starting to get the feeling that's what they really want out of all this. This is your time about the NBA? Yeah, the NBA. No, I think it's the opposite. I, I Listen. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I've been, as anybody listens to this show regularly knows, you know, I at times am critical of players, critical of the commissioner, Adam Silver, but when LeBron and Kawhi and all those guys got on a call a few weeks ago, I thought it was an incredible testament to the fact that these guys want to finish their season. They want to settle it on the court. Uh, and they don't want to have to do like the NCAA tournament and not crown a champion this year. So there are roadblocks. There are hurdles. Obviously, I, I think, and we'll ask Rick Buecher this, I'm guessing 100% of players aren't totally comfortable coming back yet. But I just give them credit. I just give them the guys credit because it seems like the stars, the guys that matter in this league, really do want to get back on the court. Uh, and I'm going to ask Rick: Is it all or nothing on the fans? Like, if there's no fans yeah. in the first round, um, can you have fans in the uh, partial fans in the second round, more fans in the third round, full house in the finals, or if no fans at all until the finals? Um, I don't know. Or, or maybe we just say forget about it this year. There's not going to be fans at all. I well, I don't know how that's going to work. And that's something that's really interesting to me that I don't think anybody's talking about is we're talking about the NBA starting up the end of July, which means that it's going to trickle into September, maybe October. I think October 1st is kind of when they're shooting to have the season over. 
But we could have football with fans in the stands by that point. And it's something that, as I said, no one's really talking about. But are we going to have a scenario where there's a Sunday night football game with a you know full capacity at Arrowhead or, or Gillette or whatever? Then we're flipping to an NBA Finals game in an empty arena. I just think it's something fascinating to think about. And I'm with you. If, if we start this thing, are we definitively finishing it without fans? By the way, what did you think about Michigan's president walking that back where, oh, they're playing football, you know what I mean? But well, a couple of weeks ago, we're not playing football. I doubt we're playing at all. And now we'll play and maybe you'll have some fans <laughs> in the stands, you know? Well, all I would say to people is as far as, listen, games are going to happen. <laughs> um, as far as fans in the stands, we don't need to report on every single person saying, because nobody knows. Nobody knows. the com- in the Roger Goodell doesn't know if there will be fans in the stands and how many right now. The commissioner of the SEC, the commissioner of the Big 12, the commissioner of the Big 10, there is still time to figure it out. So every person that comments on this, it doesn't have to be a headline on the, the scroll of your TV. Nobody knows right now, including the powers that be in all these leagues and sports. Yeah, well, that's why he had to walk it back because I'm sure he got a lot of pressure on that one. Wait a minute, you're not going to play, but Michigan State's going to play. Everybody else in the conference is going to play, but mm-hmm. we're we're going to go take it off. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you a hundred million reasons why you're probably not going to go and take that off. Uh, one hour in the books, we just crushed that. Moving on by quickly. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Hour two coming up. We'll reset. Rick Buecher going to join us at twenty past the hour. We'll try to make sense of what's going on with this NBA vote, which is going to be on Thursday. Looking forward to see how that's going to go ahead and turn on out and um, if there's going to be any catches, any wrinkles in this new plan. So Rick will tell us then right here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate. Quote, Rick Buecher, 20 minutes from now at about 20 past the hour. Have a lot of NBA questions for Rick Buecher. Of course, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. You want to get a hold of us, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Torres out in Los Angeles. How you, be, how, you, how you out there, Torres? You staying safe or what? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, like a lot of the country right now, Los Angeles is going through a lot. Um, thankfully, as best I can tell, we uh, here in the Fox Sports Radio studios are nowhere near it. Uh, but safe to say, once I finish this shift, I will be going straight home and uh, yeah. getting home safely. So. Well, you got to be safe out there, obviously. I got to tell you something quick. Um, my mom, who's 92 yep. and blind, um, uh, you know, she's, you know, not aware of really what's going on. I mean, she is to a certain point, but she went out this afternoon, didn't know that there was a bunch of protests in Los Angeles. It took her two hours uh, for the person who was driving her to make a left-hand turn. Really? Two hours? Two hours to make a left-hand turn. Wow. I don't know what to say. I mean, it's... it's... I mean, I said, what do you... And I, I, I told her, don't go out. Um, you know, she she already had gone out earlier, um, and she got stuck, and she had no idea what was going on, you know? Well, I just hope that she was safe, and, you yeah, know, that's, she was safe, yeah. that's the scary thing, is it only takes... Um... You know, we all, if you want to protest peacefully, no, I think we, neither of us have a problem with it, but it only takes one idiot. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, 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 you know, someone like your mom. By the way, if she's blind, why is she driving? We didn't, she's not we, driving. She has a driver. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Has, and and uh, by the way, you know, tonight after we get off, of course, we have Bertie Fratto straight out of Vegas for one hour. And then it's usually Jason Martin. 
Um, but Jason on Twitter tweeted in that he's in Nashville and with all the unrest there, and he doesn't have a um, a studio in his house. He goes actually into a studio. Um, so Chris Plank is actually going to be oh, filling really? on in for him tonight um, because of the unrest going on in Nashville. And um, I don't blame him. Doesn't either want to go out into the studio and and, and risk something like that. So yeah, um, I saw Nashville was one of the cities where the National Guard has been called in. Very similar to obviously Minneapolis, and I believe in Los Angeles it has happened as well in the last yes. hour or so. So. Yeah, man. I, you know, we, we have people listening all over the country and wherever they are. We hope you're being safe. If you are on the road, please use caution. Know where you're going, where might have issues. Stay away from the places that you need to if you can. But obviously, scary time. Yeah. And be safe. You know, look, we're cognizant of what's going on. Uh, you're listening to the show. You're like, how could these guys be talking sports? I mean, look, we that's our job. But I've I've got my TV. I've got my TVs on and I see what's going on around the country. Um, you know, I've got Twitter there. I've got TweetDeck where all the um, tweets are coming in like crazy, like it's a slot machine, Aaron. Um, so, you know, you're trying to read that. You're trying to do the show. You're trying to read what's going on with sports. Um, but more important, you, you just want everybody to know to, to stay safe, be safe out there um, and, you know, and, and live to be another day and, and you know, a, another day to go ahead and, and fight on justice out there. So uh, we're with you. It's it's tough. It's tough out there, Aaron. It's very tough. Yeah, no, and I mean, our job is not, I mean, our job is to be aware of what's going on, but our job is also to provide some distraction. And yeah, it's a serious time. And, and obviously, if you're looking for news that pertains to that, there's plenty of good places to do it. But our job is to talk sports, to, to provide some distraction, uh, and to get excited about what's coming, because hopefully these next few months, we will get sports back on the field, ice and court. Can you imagine if we had NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs right now and a little baseball? We might have to cancel games um, with everything that's going on in all the cities out there. You know, I wonder what they would have done at that point. Yeah, but I mean, baseball is going to be traveling all over the country. And so, I mean, whether it is in whatever months, yeah. Well, yeah, but that but you said tonight, and so yeah. it, whether it would be Minneapolis, Los Angeles, whatever, it'd be interesting to see what the reaction would be. Um, but yeah, this, I mean, there's a lot of variables going in. That'd certainly be one of them. Uh, you know, I asked you in hour number one, I'll, I'll ask you again, two more months of this um, because we're not going to have NBA at, at, until the earliest. Uh, they say uh, July 31st or something to that effect. It doesn't look like baseball is going to get started um, until maybe the same time. NHL maybe into August. Uh, how is How are Americans going to go and bridge that gap? Um, and I'm not just saying you and I, because we still have to come in, we'll do the show, we'll talk about news and get ready for the NFL, college football, and stuff like that. But what is the rest of America going to do? Um, go back out, play a little bit, forget about it, just say, look, we've lived this long without it. Um, I'm just going to wait for football and get all invested into that. Um, are they going to really be chopping, saying, I'm starving now? Two months was one thing, now you've added two months to my sentence, now i got to do four, I don't know if I can handle that. Um, I don't know what it's going to be like for Americans after the next two months. I think people are going to live their lives, and I think people have been cooped up for the last two, two and a half months, three months, whatever it's, it is now, almost three full months. And listen, uh, we know there are certain people, obviously a lot of people are struggling and all that stuff, but the people that have disposable income, they're going to go out to restaurants, they're going to go to bars, they're going to go to the beach if the weather's nice. And and, and I think the... the um, you know, these professional leagues are playing a little bit of Russian roulette in that those first couple months, I really do think that we could have used the distraction. Obviously, at the time, we didn't have the the, the data, and it probably wasn't safe to, for these sports to return. But now, 
people are going to move on and it's the summertime and kids are out of school and people that have been working are going to be able to take vacation. And so I think the sport should be getting back sooner rather than later. And I think people are going to go on living their lives. All right. Major League Baseball now. And if you want to get into the show, Aaron underscore Torres, I'm at Stinking Genius One. Um, this is starting to take really, really long. Matter of fact, I think they'll be the third sport to agree on everything behind the NBA and the NHL. If they actually do agree on everything, the way this is dragging on, I'm starting to think that this might not be possible, that the players want 100 games. I'm ready to throw that out the, out the window. 81 is going to get thrown out the window if they don't get this thing locked up in the next couple of weeks or so. Any chance this doesn't get done and both sides can't reach an agreement or what there, Aaron? The more this goes on, the more it feels like it might not get done. I mean, listen, as I said off the top, we've had J.P. Morosi on this show pretty much every week for the last month, and it felt like things were moving in the right direction for two, three, four weeks. And then in the last 10 days, 12 days, whatever it is, it's just it's frozen, and, and neither side seems to be willing to budge. And I, I am starting to wonder if we're going to get baseball this season. And I, I still believe we will. If, if you ask me to bet on it, I would bet right. that we will get baseball. But every week that goes by, every day that goes by where there's no news, no progress, is a step in the wrong direction. But if they're not going to go ahead and pay the high price, guys, they're the ones really taking the big— uh, But, you know, real um, yeah. quick on that, Arnie. Yeah. You know, part of me understands. Nobody wants to lose salary. But this is the world that we live in right now. And this is the part that frustrates me. Player, oh, I'm not going to take a salary cut. Every company in America, the highest paid executives, the highest paid employees, they're all taking a pay cut. What makes Major League Baseball so different, especially in a week where uh, hundreds, if not thousands of minor leaguers lost their jobs? Uh, or, uh, people that work for these organizations have lost their jobs. So don't tell me that these guys aren't willing to do it. I, I know that's the holdup. I just don't agree with it. Well, they're not saying they don't want to take a pay cut. That's exactly they're what just, they're saying. No, they're saying they don't want to take an 80% pay cut or whatever it comes out to be. Um, they said we already took a 50% pay cut because there was no games the first 81 games. So now you want us to take another cut. Um, in the 81 games. I'm not saying that the owners are completely wrong. I think there's got to be some middle ground. But well, right now, the owner's first uh, offer there is certainly not advantageous to anybody but themselves. Well, they're, they're, they're asking them to take another pay cut because when they originally asked them to take do the prorated deal, Yes, it was under the assumption that there were going to be fans in the stands. And right. the, the, there are not going to be fans in the stands, at least as of right now. Um, I don't know if the MLB behind the scenes is planning for a scenario where they could bring back fans at some point. But it's like 40% of the revenue comes from what happens at the stadium. J.P. Morosi has said that for weeks now. It comes from parking. It comes from ticket sales. It comes from concessions. And so if you have 40% less revenue coming in and you are playing half of the games, you're going to have to take a pay cut. And I just don't feel bad for these guys in a world, in a country where 41 million people are unemployed, including people that work for these teams and including minor league baseball players. So what do they do then? Do they continue uh, playing hardball? Because I think some of the owners don't want to come back. They would probably save money not having any Major League Baseball games if there's not going to be fans in the stands, and they'll collect the insurance or whatever they're going to collect and and, and call it a year at this point. Yeah, I mean— Then what? Well, I mean, then I think baseball's in a lot of trouble. I think, I think if all of these sports get back— and we don't know what they're all going to look like. Uh, the NFL, maybe it's no fans, or maybe it's 50%, or 70, whatever it is. 
If they all get back and baseball can't, and it's over dollars and cents, and it's not over concern about safety or health or this or that, it's going to look bad. And I think people are losing their patience with baseball. And I think it's a cliche to say, I think people are going to, uh, um, you know, show how frustrated they are next season when I don't think a lot of people will come back to the ballpark if they can't no. get on the field this year. Are they going to really be thinking about sports? Or are they going to be thinking about the virus? Are they going to think about the $40 million unemployed? Are they going to think about the protests that are going on um, over the next last five days? And who, uh, who knows how long this is going to go on? I mean, there's so much stuff happening in the world now. Um, is sports going to be in the forefront right at, at that point? When is that? When all this stuff comes back? Yeah. I mean, is, you know, are, are people going to really be clamoring for it? Or in, in two months... They'll be sick of everything going on and say, let's get back to this. I can't wait. Our ratings going to be through the roof, I guess, is what I'm asking you. I think to start, for sure, um, I think those first few days of the NBA will be awesome. But, uh, you know, the NBA, to start, is going to be playing all day, every day to get regular season games in and then the early portion of the playoffs. And right. so um, I think everyone's going to be excited. But, again, it goes back to what I've been saying from the beginning is, yeah, I think when LeBron's on TV, we're going to tune in. And I think when Zion's on TV, we're going to tune in. If it's a Blazers-Grizzlies regular season game and it's just on a on a Saturday afternoon, I don't know that people are re, re, uh, replanning their schedules. By the way, do you want them to have just like two times in the NBA, like 4 o'clock games, 7.30 games, or are you like, let's do it like uh, March Madness and have them throughout the whole yeah. day? No, and that, that's the talk is uh, similar to a summer league schedule, which basically starts at you know, 10, yeah. 11 in the morning. It's, of course, Pacific time because it's in Vegas. But uh, 10, 11 Pacific time through late at night, I'm in favor of that. I think it'd be pretty cool, whether it's ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, NBA TV, where you can kind of just flip on the TV at any given time and there's a game. I think that'd be pretty cool. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Coming up next, Rick Buecher, Fox Sports One NBA Insider, also with the Bleacher Report. We got a lot of questions about what they're going to be voting on on Thursday. He's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, good evening, everyone. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. You see, include your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecards. Limitations apply. Want to get right to our guest. He's our Fox Sports 1 NBA insider. You can check him out at the Bleacher Report. It's Rick Buecher. How you doing, Rick? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are we? We're doing great. Well, we should be doing great. Thursday is the vote. Is there any reason why we don't think that the, that this vote won't go through? And then we're gonna start getting ready for the uh, uh, you know for the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know that there's that um, from the owners that I've spoken to, the teams and the executives. Uh, I've been expecting this for a while. Uh, fully expect that we are going to have a, the resumption of the season. It's simply a matter of what the form of that is going to look like. And that's still being negotiated in some ways. That's why you have the wiggle room in terms of the number of teams that are coming back. Certainly not everybody's going to come back. They're not going to have all 30 teams come back. It's really a matter of whether they're going to go with 10 or 11 from, uh, from each conference. And I, honestly, I fully expect that it's going to be it's going to be an even 20. It's going to be 10. Wow. And you're going to have a play-in between the 7th and the 10th seed and the 8th and the 9th for the final two two playoff spots. To go to 11, it starts to get complicated. I suppose you could go to a round-robin thing, but um, I, that, they're, look, they're going to introduce some new things. This is going to be different as it is. But those who are expecting that they're going to completely reinvent the NBA as a result of this are expecting a little too much. Rick, when you say play-in, um, is that still under the assumption that we're going to get regular season games before any play-in begins? Well, that's the tricky part is, is as far as – so you would have play-in games. Um, I, I don't know that – and again, this is something that they're trying to figure out is and when we say regular season games we mean games that have some sort of significance when it comes to your playoff position well by the nature of the fact that we're not going to have everybody playing and that this is going to be an artificial setup of five six seven games do you want to have these games how much meaning can you give them do you want to do you want to throw away what say the lakers accomplished uh, by having the number one seed in the Western conference. Do you want to put that in, in somehow in, in the balance over, you know, five, seven games to warm up or do you, do you simply say, look, let's have, 
five or six exhibition games. We're going to give teams three weeks to, to get started, and then we'll get into playoffs. It's, it's not ideal uh, because exhibition games just aren't treated the same as a regular season game. Regular season games are not the same as the playoffs, so you're still making a leap in terms of intensity uh, between those games. But I, I just – I mean, short look, I, I don't, I don't want to eliminate the possibility of a round-robin, but if you're going to have a, a round-robin situation, you would only do that presumably for the teams that are trying to get in as opposed to doing it with everybody. I just can't imagine where they take all the teams and they say we're going to play five to seven games and what you guys do in your round robins are going to determine the seeding of, say, you know, we're going to take the top four teams and they're going to round robin or the top three teams. And what you guys do in round robin competition is going to determine the seeding. I, I just don't see how that, that, that you'd have enough teams going for that and would consider that fair, considering you're now making – the seating dependent upon these five or seven games as opposed to what people did over over a 60-some game season. So, Rick, you're, you're not buying into the baloney that they're doing all this just to get Zion in, right? <laughs> they're just, whatever, they'll take as many teams until Zion's team, until the, the Pelicans get in, right, or what? Look, I'm sure that that's a compelling aspect <laughs> of this, without question. But, uh, honestly, under the circumstances, I just feel as if, you would be making that sacrifice for one player, yeah. for one team that potentially is not going to go any further than the play on play in or the first round. That seems to be going to a very far, uh, you know, taking taking extreme measures to uh, to to put him in put him in it. There's no question he's a draw, and there's right. no question I understand the attraction. But uh, honestly, if you guys feel the way I do having basketball of any kind. I mean, right now I'd watch the Knicks play the Warriors. So, <laughs> um, you know, I don't know that I need Zion Williamson to be part of the equation. And I, the, here's the other thing, you know, yeah. that, that is we saw Zion and how hard it was for him to get into shape when he was with the team. Right. I am really curious to see what kind of condition he's in right now when we come back. Oof. I mean, he's one of those guys that, uh, and especially with all the young players, that's why I feel like the Portland Trailblazers is a veteran team. They got Nurkic coming back. They got Zach Collins coming back. Uh, you have, pro, you know, seasoned pros. I just feel like the seasoned pros probably have stayed on top of this a little bit more than the guys who got their first whiff of big money and have never been through the, anything like this before. They might have been getting on their spin bikes and they might have been throwing around a little weight. They were not preparing to come back and play playoff basketball. And that leads perfectly into my next question. I mean, what is the reason that we're talking almost eight full weeks, basically yeah. two months from tomorrow? Is it strictly a strength wow. conditioning thing as far as get, waiting until July 1st to get this thing going? Yeah, I mean, the biggest part of it is is that, that these guys, I mean, this is basically starting training camp. This is starting over, and, it, and it's even worse than that because, you know, normally during the summer, guys have a chance to play in five-on-five -five runs. They have a chance to work with their trainers. They have an opportunity to, to, to use all the equipment that's available to them at some of the elite places that you can work out, and you're working out with other elite athletes that, uh, that push you. 
these guys have had none of that. Whatever they've been doing, they've been doing on their own, and it just can't compare to uh, not only just to playing NBA basketball, but you're talking about playoff basketball. I mean, yeah. the intensity and the conditioning. There's like, imagine going from preseason into the playoffs. I mean, that's essentially what we're doing here. So the more time they can give these guys to get a base of conditioning and allow the teams to get back together, there's going to be a lot of soft tissue injuries. I just hope there aren't any that, you know, affect the balance of power and uh, create a scenario where we go, well, if only, you know, Anthony Davis hadn't pulled a hamstring, who knows what would have happened. I, I hope we don't see that, but I would say that, uh, that the circumstances are right for something like that happening. You know, Rick, all three sports that are trying to come back all have different scenarios. Who who has the best scenario? Is it the NBA all playing in one spot like Orlando? Is it uh, uh, Major League Baseball where they'll say, look, we're not going to have a lot of travel, but we're going to play at home uh, stadiums. The AL East will play the NL East to cut down on travel there. Or is it somebody like the NHL said, you know, not all in one place. We'll do two places just in case something has an outbreak and we'll do two host cities. Yeah, I mean, look, if you could do two places, ideally, uh, that to me would be uh, would be what I would shoot for. I think the the NBA originally had that in mind with Vegas and Orlando. Right. But you're also like, I mean, ultimately, I can't answer that. We'll find out. We're going to find out because (laughs) the, the more the less contained you are, the more risk you have of. Uh, guys testing positive or, you know, the virus becoming an issue. That's why the NBA decided, look, we're going to play. We're not just playing in one location. We're playing in a place that's big enough to be a city in and of itself. And it has gates. It has walls and it has gates. Like (laughs) nobody's getting in that we don't want to get in and we can control the in and the out. And so, their the NBA's ability to not allow the current pandemic to intrude upon the competition, I would say they have the best chance at doing it. And I'll be honest, like baseball, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you, ha- I don't know how you control any of that. I think that is rife with, with issues because uh, look, it's, you know, I'm not one of those who thinks it's a big hoax and that it's, you know, it's not serious. I know two people who have had too many people who have had to deal with it in very grave terms. And so, uh, that's, that's what scares me that the, the risk is low for, for athletes of this, uh, of this level and having the understanding that we do of the virus, a lot of things can be minimized, but that does not mean that the, the risk is not eliminated. The NBA is trying to reduce that percentage as low as possible, and I think they probably have the most ideal circumstance to do that in. And that leads perfectly into my last question. Um, You know, one thing that I think is kind of being underreported, or it's something to think about at least that's interesting, is that the NBA could be wrapping up at a time that the NFL and college football are back potentially with fans in the stands. If we get any further data or anything, is there any chance that down the road the NBA would let people in Disney come to games, or is it yeah. totally once we start, there's nobody coming in these arenas except for essential people? 
It's a fair question. I don't really have I, – I, I'll, I'll be honest. You know, when I've talked to people in the league or, or people that are – they're like they're trying to figure out the next day. Yeah. <laughs> there there totally are fair. so many logistics to make this work right now that to consider – you know, is it possible that we could we could we could have people in? I mean, I'll be honest; they don't even know what they're doing as far as media is concerned sure. at this point. Yeah. So, um, I would hope, you know, no offense <laughs> to the fans out there, I would hope that like figuring out who you're going to have cover it, or if you're going to have anybody, you know, boots on the ground covering it, would be probably their their first uh, hurdle to clear. And they have no idea at this point what that's going to look like. They're just trying to figure out the, the, the dynamics of how many teams do we bring in? What's the protocol going to be? Are they going to have family? What are the rules going to be getting in and out? Um, you know, what's the a number of essential personnel? I mean, a lot of that is still being figured out at this point. So to think that we're going to have fans come in, I think, I think probably the answer is, very, very doubtful simply because that's a whole other risk factor that you're introducing to the equation that I just don't think that they're ready to to, to tackle. He's Rick Buecher, FS1 NBA Insider. You could reach him also at the Bleacher Report. You could tweet him at Rick Buecher. Rick, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Hopefully we'll have good news on Thursday. Appreciate you stopping by. I'm with you. Thanks, Take guys. Care. Appreciate Thanks, it. Rick. Rick Buecher. Oh, love talking to Rick. He's got got some good insight and hopefully Thursday we'll have a, a little bit more good news let's see what's trending with our buddy Steve DeSager what's going on out there DeSager that was good and the Celtics plan to open their facilities Monday for individual workouts the Knicks and Wizards did so yesterday nearly 90% of the NBA's teams have opened their own facilities for individual player workouts but please consider what that is it's essentially an option if your local gym or park is closed they just wanted the highly paid players that they employ to be working out in their own facilities the club's place no scrimmages allowed no practices your head coach can't be there his main yeah, assistant the can't going be back there for? they've got nothing to play for uh, yeah, well, that's not set until Thursday, maybe. But teams without a known reopening plan for their practice facilities going into the weekend included Detroit, San Antonio, and Golden State. So some players from those three teams may not have had any on-court work since March. Uh, again, we're talking about a vote on the NBA's future for the year 2020. Not expected till Thursday. Yesterday, they had that Board of Governors conference call. The commissioner is not expected to invite every team to finish the regular season. As Rick mentioned, fewer people there, fewer chance to spread a virus. The board had no consensus on that, by the way, not taking all 30 teams. That, according to AP. So still a lot to be decided by the commissioner, and we'll see how it filters down and gets voted on. Florida Gators point guard Andrew Nebhart removed his name from the the NBA draft and will transfer. Packers guard Lane Taylor reworked the final season of his contract to free up cap space. The Formula One racing season will begin in Austria with two events in July and no fans there after government approval today. NASCAR is on FS1 tomorrow with its cup race at Bristol, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time. This will already mark the fifth Cup Series race in NASCAR's return, again with wow. no fans on site. They had two this past week and two at the site that 
the week before that. Bristol's about a half-mile concrete oval, and this will be the 119th cup race there tomorrow, dating back to 1961. Brad Keselowski will start from the pole. The starting positions are determined by a draw. Again, no practice or qualifying leading up to race day to limit exposure for the limited personnel allowed to be there. And South Africa, with its world champion rugby team, maintained its ban on contact sports today due to coronavirus. No rugby competitions allowed yet there. Some non-contact sports like golf, tennis, and track will be allowed in South Africa without spectators. Australia's Rugby League just resumed this week. We mentioned earlier in the show that Germany's soccer season is continuing. On FS1, there's another doubleheader of the Bundesliga tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Germany has had far fewer deaths than some of the European countries from this virus. The German league was the first of Europe's leagues to resume play after a couple of months off. Ukraine's soccer league just resumed today after a couple of months off, but already one of tomorrow's games has been canceled because players and staff from one of the teams for tomorrow tested positive ahead Uh-oh. of the match, huh. an unspecified number, and they said they weren't showing symptoms either, but that game is off. England had an interesting uh, item this week. Uh, article I read today that a team once they resume can go ahead and play if you have a roster of just 15 healthy players instead of the usual 25 plus if you've got 15 it's a game you're 11 starters you've got a few subs go for it England's Premier League plans to resume its season June 17th. It just got government approval for sports to come back no fans in attendance of course the amazing thing is there were no positive tests this weekend in that league. Wow. Out of 1,130 players wow. and club personnel. By the way, police in England want some games to be played at neutral sites to prevent fans from gathering outside. There are nine games left for each team there. The Premier League season would end in late July. Clubs are going back. Uh, to practice in groups. By the way, a lot of these soccer seasons, they don't have playoffs like we like we do. It's not like March Madness. Oddly, they actually award the championship trophy to the team that was best over the long haul of the season. So there's this team, Liverpool, that hasn't won in 30 years that their fans have been absolutely chomping at the bit the last two months. We have a huge lead in the standings. Can we just get to the And that's one of the games the police say, no, no, I know you're about to clinch, but people are going to go crazy outside the stadium, even if we don't let people in. So, no, we want that to be (laughs) one of the neutral site games. We'll see. Back to you. I love it. Thanks to Sager. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios is brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more in car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part? Well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Thanks to Rick Buecher for stopping on by. Torres, um, I don't know if I'd be against all 30 teams um, getting in. At least my New York Knicks would have a little bit of a chance. But at this point, you know, if, if, if people are going to try to come on back, might as well just have everybody come on back and make it a whole NBA tournament then. Yeah, I mean, well, the question becomes, and, and that becomes it, right, is that if we're going to play quote-unquote regular season games, it's different than if we're going to have some kind of play-in tournament. Obviously, right. there has to be some incentive to bring teams back. You know, Ernie, I'm kind of with you. If we're going to do this whole play-in thing to get into the playoffs, right. let's let every – it's kind of like, you know, DeSager just referenced March Madness, but the NCAA tournament, 
every, you can go 0 and 100 and you still can win your conference tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. So I don't see why we can't have a scenario where the Knicks come back, the Warriors come back, whoever the Suns come back and they have a chance to play their way into the playoffs. I think that'd be pretty cool, honestly. I, I would love it. Um, by the way, you're in charge of the times of the NBA. What time do you start the Laker game in Orlando on television so everybody in Los Angeles can enjoy it? I'd switch it up back and forth sometimes. Because <laughs> no, isn't that the big complaint is that the Lakers well, play on the West Coast and the only time yes. anybody tunes in is to watch LeBron? So one night you have them play 7.30 Eastern, one night you have them play 10 Eastern. And whoa, 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 whoa. 10 whoa, Eastern? Whoa, whoa, what are, whoa, you, whoa, are, you, are you nuts? They're going to be playing until 12.30 at night. What's wrong oh with you? Oh, my goodness. God forbid they play until – we play NCAA tournament games starting at 9.30 at night. Why not? Yeah, but you don't get just to make times up for the network. Yes, you do. That's well, all we, this is about is TV. We're literally well, bringing back a whole league for TV. Well, what, what about the local news and some of the like – The local times? news. Oh, my goodness. I think Jim Hill can – take a night off to give us a Lakers game. Okay, Arnie? So, Enough. Yeah, but 10, thir- 10 o'clock Eastern, 10.30 Eastern. Um, Arnie, you're turning into an old man. I know you want to be in bed at, at a reasonable hour, but, uh, you know, if you're asking... Do you think the players would have a problem playing that late? I mean, I, I, look, I know it's not late, late for them, but uh, to play a basketball game starting at 10 or 10.30 Eastern, that's not a problem? I mean, they're being paid millions of dollars. Well, and, 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 yes. And it comes, and, and I don't mean to do that whole, oh, you know, they should do whatever because they're being paid. But, yeah, I mean, they could play but, three in the morning if you're getting paid $20 million. Yeah, but it's also, you know, you have to serve a fan base, and most Lakers fans are based in L.A. Most Lakers fans would prefer to watch their team. Many of them will be going back to work or hopefully be back at work by the time the season starts back up in two months from tomorrow. So I don't think it's ridiculous to play games at tenant. Do you really are are you doing the Arnie Spanier thing where you're just starting crap over no, nothing, or do you really no, think it's that big of a deal? No, I do think it's a big deal because you're you said that you want to have it kind of like staggered throughout the day. Well, you know they're just going to cancel all their programming and say, all right, let's starting at noon Eastern. Noon Eastern, that's nine o'clock on the West Coast. You can do it three <laughs> o'clock Fox Eastern. Sports. You know when are you when are you going to play that first game and. Um, you do have to make sure the people in Los Angeles could see the Clippers, could see the Lakers. You got to worry about stuff like that. I didn't even think that starting at ten thirty is an option. I, you know, I, I didn't know if that was going to be a real option when it was all said and done. I think it's going to have to be. And I think, listen, man, we've talked about this for however two, two and a half months now. Is we're going to see some weird stuff. Rick Buecher just talked about it a minute ago. Whether it is the playoff format, whether it's how many teams go to Disney, whether it's empty arenas, we're going to see some crazy stuff. So. I don't know that starting a game at 10 or 9.30 Eastern is the craziest thing that we're going to see over these next couple months. And again... It's to appease. It's for the fans. We're doing this for TV. We're doing this is a TV product at the end of the day, um, and I don't know that I'd be surprised. I, listen, I think it's more likely that we see a ten thirty or ten o'clock start time than it is that we see a you know ten a.m. start well, time. So. You had me at nine thirty. Now all of a sudden you're pushing it back to ten ten thirty. Now the East Coast isn't going to be able to watch the Lakers and the Clippers because it's starting so late. Though if you had it at like eight or nine o'clock, that's good for both worlds. I'm thinking there. Yeah, I mean, if it gets down to Lakers-Clippers, it's probably going to be an Eastern Conference or a Western Conference final, excuse me. 
and there will be less games. But I'm talking about to start the the this whole thing up when there's still going to be 22 teams playing a bunch of games, all that stuff. We're going to have to cram a lot of games into a short window. And so, no, I'm not. I wouldn't be too upset if we had a couple uh, late night games uh, on the East Coast. You can reach us at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Steve the Sager comes on in next. All the late news and notes. We got a lot of them. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, good evening, everyone. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. See, include your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations to apply. Let's check in with our buddy Steve DeSager. Late news and notes out there. DeSager, what's going on, my friend? Yep, we'll have UFC to update. But first off, this quote I noticed from Demora Smith, he of the NFL Players right. Association, writing about all the pain that we're seeing in the news and on the TV this week. Quote, the pain, while shared by so many, has a history of being borne more by some than others. It is wrong, he writes. It is as wrong to be willfully ignorant to this pain as it is to use this pain as a cover for inflicting pain on wow. others. 
Oh, that's good. A quote tonight wow. to pass along. Well, Tyron Woodley was hoping to inflict a little pain. Didn't get there at UFC fight night tonight. I will say that at least they had a card. It wasn't much of one, but it was just a few days ago that the Nevada Athletic Commission allowed the return of combat sports. And next Saturday, same gym, they're going to have UFC 250 with Amanda Nunes. But tonight in the finale, Tyron Woodley, ex-champ, got shut out five rounds to none against Gilbert wow. Burns, who's now 19-3. and three. Woodley 19 and 5 with one draw. He's age 38. He also lost a unanimous decision in his previous fight, losing the title over a year ago. But in the five rounds, the scores were 50 to 45 with one judge and 50 to 44 with the others. Ouch. This was at the UFC Apex. I should have fought for crying out. Me and Torres should have fought each other. <laughs> you couldn't have done better. much I'm worse. Ready. Whenever you want, whenever you want. <laughs> at least he lasted the five, I Don't guess. Don't tempt me, Torres. Don't tempt me. Small, small octagon and small place, but they held a card and they were able to televise it at their office and production facility this year. UFC fight night did go on. I wow. saw this headline, by the way. Baseball mascots wonder why they're banned from MLB. This was an AP story today where they quoted the guy who was the original Philly fanatic saying, every mascot should be deemed essential because of its ability to connect and distract with fun. We have seen yeah, but there's no fans. Though. Exactly. Yeah. But we have seen in those South Korean games, mascots and the cheerleaders on the dugouts wearing wearing their masks, but right. you know, cheering to nobody, the empty yeah. stadiums, apparently in Taiwan baseball, which was the first to reopen. Uh, they've had uh, mascots there as well. But MLB, these proposals include no mascots as well as no bat boys, uh, no high fives, uh, no exchange of lineup cards before the game, and no fist bumps. So we'll see if they really do go by the boards. But that's hardly, that that is hardly the biggest, as Rick referred to earlier in the hour, the biggest thing that's stopping Major League Baseball right now. They have the strongest labor union in the country, a union that was okay with stopping the World Series to get what it needed in 1994, remember, a union that it says these claims of financial distress from the owners are dubious and we are still awaiting documents from MLB to support the claims. And so the quote to, uh, from it was a memo to their players yesterday from Ken Rosenthal. The union is still weighing the timing and substance of a response to the economic proposal this week which, of course, they hate that proposal. Oh, they, 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 they think it's the worst thing ever. And I, I'm starting to think they may not be able to hammer this out that that first proposal was so bad. There's no middle ground there. Well, there's an acrimony between these two sides that doesn't necessarily exist in the two sides in other union pro sports. Correct. That way. Yes. Uh, players still want their prorated salaries without pay cuts. I would add, though, oh, and this was brought up earlier in the show, you can't honestly being expected to be paid a full salary when at most you're going to be playing a half season. Look at the world around you and what's well, going get, on here. They want a salary for the half a season. They're not going to get that also. But though. they want they want it. With, they agreed to this under the assumption that fans were going to be in the stands. That's, That's right. 40% of their revenue. And so owners want to compensate somehow for that part of the lost income. And players are saying, wait a minute, we already took a pay cut. To which I say, no, no, you don't get to call that a pay cut. Half a season, you should get paid only half a salary. Stop Correct. expecting well, full yes. salary. It, it boggles my mind because, as I said earlier in the show, um, executives, highest paid people at companies across the country are taking pay cuts, and they're still showing up to work every day. Right. These guys haven't been working 
are still going to get paid for some of the game. Like you can't. I don't know. It's just you can't have it every which way. Like right. there, there are people all over the country making all sorts of sacrifices. I don't feel bad if for one season a guy that's making twenty eight million a year is only going to make six and a half or whatever. For a half of well, not, yes, even, not, even, not yeah. even a half a calendar year's work, just exactly. half a season's work. But this is the union, and it still needs to approve any owner's plan for this season. So it's hardly a guarantee at this point that we're going to be having baseball. And Arnie, as you mentioned earlier, yeah. it's not looking like baseball on July Fourth. Put it no, that, way. that that that's out of the question. <laughs> that, that's not going to be around for the. We'll have no sports on that weekend. We are going to still have a baseball draft, and it's coming up pretty soon. Less than two weeks, June the tenth. It's only five rounds, not the usual 40-round baseball draft. Oh, um, I don't know what to do without round six through 40. <laughs> the first round will be at MLB Network in New Jersey. The other four rounds will be held the next day. Keep in mind, the Houston Astros, for some unknown reason, have no first-round pick this year. Shocking. And shocking. no second-round pick this year, but there's still going to be a draft. Uh, the Formula One uh, auto racing season will begin in Austria with two events in July. There will be regular virus testing and health checks for the limited number of workers allowed to be there. Of course, no fans there but they got government approval to start their season today f1 still hoping hoping to hold at least 15 of its 22 scheduled races it's a little like ufc for example they miss some and they want to make a nascar they want to make up as many even without fans make up as many events as they can two hours are in the books thanks to sager power hour coming up next birdie fratto at 20 past the hour can't wait to talk to birdie straight out of vegas all that coming up here on fox sports radio Oh, good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. You could be part of the show at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinker Genius One. And about 19 minutes from now, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, will stop on by. We'll get caught up with what's going on there in Vegas. How are they uh, handling everything? Are they coming back up to speed? Actually, I think uh, things are a lot better in Vegas than it was last week when we spoke to Bernie Aaron. So things are starting to open up back there. I believe June 4th, a lot of the casinos are going to be open up. Yeah, so that's this coming Thursday. I actually was booking myself a little vacation for later in the summer. Wow, look at you. So you're ready to go back to Vegas. You have no problems going back there or anything like that. I don't. You know, listen, I I follow the facts and data. I don't, um, you know, I don't follow what you know aunt mildred says on facebook here and and i think i'll obviously be careful uh you won't see me in a pool like the lake of ozarks last weekend but um you know i could go and have fun and let off some steam and have some fun with my buddies but the point i was going to get to was that when i called uh they told me that that june i'm not going until july but they told me june is going to be really hectic for them they're taking a lot of calls for for that oh I was about to ask you if you got any like special deals, fifty percent off or anything oh, like yeah. that. Well, I don't know about fifty percent off. We we definitely got a room cheaper than we normally would. Okay, okay, good. And good. for uh, those of us from California, you don't have to pay for parking, so there's little perks here nice. and there. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. think that's not a big deal, but it is when you have to pay like an extra twenty bucks a day or something like that. You know, a hundred percent. And you yeah. know, even a long week. You know, especially because it's Vegas. You know, you go, you already end up spending way more money than you were planning anyway, and then on the way out. That's just one more one more kick in the you know where that it's like oh and by the way here's an extra fifty bucks that you got to drop on uh, parking so now we started off every hour by saying yes we are paying attention close attention to what's going on around the country I've got the news on I'm looking at Twitter um, certainly a very tough situation for America right now we're cognizant of what is happening 
Um, and we're still trying to do the show also, but uh, we are thinking about you guys out there. We want you to stay safe. And, um, you know, again, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough situation. I mean, things are really getting out of hand out there, and um, it's, a, uh, it's an unsafe situation out there, uh, Aaron. 100%, and obviously, uh, you know, everyone has the right to, to protest peacefully, but um, whether it is uh, getting home. I mean, listen, a lot of these, these cities where a lot of these major protests are going on have curfews, and God forbid a few of them, the National Guard, have actually been called in. So nothing wrong with being uh, peacefully protesting, being smart, uh, expressing your uh, rights to do so, but at the same time, be smart uh, and obviously uh, you know, be respectful of other people and other property. I'm watching um, the feed from Los Angeles now. And uh, it was part of the uh, protesting was going on in Beverly Hills um, by the Grove in what Fairfax and in, um, in Fairfax or the Fairfax district in Santa Monica and Fairfax um, a lot in those areas. And those are pretty prominent areas out there. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, obviously, Beverly Hills is a very huh. uh, you know affluent area and all that. That has nothing to do with anything. But uh, it is crazy how all of this has escalated. I mean, obviously, look, we, we know how it all started and why it started. And as I said, I have no problem with anybody that wants to peacefully protest. But it's amazing how much it's escalated just in the last day or two. All right. You want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. By the way, my local show, you know, we always watch a movie over the weekend. Come back and talk about it. Kind of, you know, obviously with no sports going on. Um, I was going to recommend Bingo Long and the Traveling All-Stars. I've heard of it, never seen it. Do you have you are you are what you ever going with you? Are you ever going to reference a movie that was made like post 1980? I mean, uh, you know, d- Richard uh, Pryor was in that movie. I mean, uh, what's next? Charlie Chaplin like the what one is where people would go long in the traveling all-stars? Yes, Arnie, I know. And next is uh Gone with the Wind and Come on, jeez. Yeah. Listen, how about Field of Dreams? How about Major League? How about Major League Two? How about the Mighty Ducks? I mean, there's plenty that have been made uh, within the last 30 years, Arnie We did the Mighty Ducks. We did So this year, I mean, this week we decided to go with Semi-Pro, okay, with Will Ferrell's movie semi You've seen that, haven't you? Of course not. I would never waste an an hour and a half of my life. What is that? The one where he's in the ABA or the Basketball League, right? You're not kidding. You really have never seen it? Arnie, I think like eight people have seen Semi Pro. That, 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 it's not an old movie, like you've been. No, it, that's true. I watch classics like Major League, I, Major League Two, I, Mighty Ducks, Mighty Ducks Two. Have you seen Mighty Ducks Two? Wolf I, the Dentist Stenson. You remember minute. him from Iceland? Wait, scary oh guy, scary team. Eric Roberts knows what I'm talking about. Where's our producer, Eric Roberts? Eric, you're gonna have to go after the show. And wipe off the part where he says he's never seen Semi Pro from the I, yeah. from the podcast. I can't Can support that because I'm a big Will Ferrell guy. What? So I, I, yeah. I, I, I've I seen love Talladega Semi-Pro. Nights. That's a Come real on, man. movie. Two thousand in there. What is wrong what, with you? What is the skating movie that he did? Oh, uh, that was a oh, it was see the one exactly with the, after 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 Talladega Nights. They were all garbage. Okay, I've know, seen Step Blades Brothers. Of Glory. Blades of Glory. Yeah, yeah. Blades of Blades Glory. Exactly. Of, that one wasn't as good because it was it had the dude from Napoleon Dynamite in it bringing him down. Blades oh. of Awful is what I call it because it was terrible. Listen, we had a good run. We had uh, Ron Burgundy and and that uh, Anchorman. <laughs> we had Talladega Nights. Kicking we had and Screaming. Old school. That's a good one. Kicking and Screaming is the original Will Ferrell. I, listen, I uh, th- those are movies. You can't just just because Will Ferrell in it i'm not going to commit all this time you, you know yeah, at I least speak- you got to give it a, a once through once or twice yeah. come on you got to you respect will ferrell at yeah, least. exactly you know i speak for our bosses scott shapiro and don martin <laughs> um and i'm gonna have to fire you again for not watching semi-pro the birth that, of the all you man come on yeah that's a fire what? what is wrong with you 
Arnie, there are so many classics. Can we talk about Field of Dreams? Can That's we talk about Major- Semi-Pro's a class. Field of Dreams? Give me the okay. plot to Semi-Pro. I feel like eight people have seen it. I feel like if you didn't rent it from Blockbuster in 2002, you didn't see it. <laughs> from Blockbuster, huh? Oh, jeez. All right, you know, you've got to watch some of this stuff, so... I mean, my goodness, you know, next time we go through six months of those sports, you'll have seen this movie before, you know? Yeah, I'm looking up uh, Semi-Pro right now. It made 30... What did Rotten Tomatoes give it? It made $33 million worldwide. It wasn't exactly uh, Avatar here, okay? Let's let's punt... It turned into an iconic movie after its time. I don't know if you know that, so... The uh, the first... first, I googled Semi-Pro. First headline. Why was Semi-Pro starring Will Ferrell such a flop? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. This movie... Come on, let's get tropical, man. Flint Tropics. 21% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, $55 million budget. It didn't even make its money back, Arnie. God, you like you, I'm... it was just a, a sunk investment, like Fox Sports Radio when they send you a paycheck every week. You know what's so funny? My millennial co-host has not seen any of these movies also, and I've had yeah, to fire him. Yeah, he's a smart man. Listen, I'm doing, I'm doing important stuff. I'm watching games. I'm <laughs> making phone calls. I'm prepping for the show. I don't have time to watch bad movies. Um, Roger said, Arnie, Mighty Ducks, isn't that a kid's movie? LOL. Marty said that? Uh, That was Roger that said that in there. You said that. uh, You wanted us to watch Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's a good movie. It's a kid's movie, though, isn't it, or what? Have you seen Mighty Ducks 2? That one's a little underrated. Uh, Team Iceland? (laughs) Team Iceland! They were awesome. Wolf the Uh, Dentist Stenson. I'm telling you. You don't remember? Have you never seen Mighty Ducks, Arnie? Mighty Ducks 2 is the best of the three. That's what Arnie, when's the last time you saw Mighty Ducks 2? We just saw, um, I saw the first one. No, uh, no, no, not the first one. The second one. I don't, you've I don't never know. seen Mighty Ducks. Oh, well, let's call the bosses. You're fired because you've never seen Mighty Ducks 2. No, they'll give me a promotion for not seeing Mighty Ducks 2. I get a promotion for I that. guarantee you when I Google Mighty Ducks 2, the first headline won't be, why was Mighty Ducks 2 such a <laughs> flop like it was with Will Ferrell and whatever it was called. Oh, uh, jeez. You can get it. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius one, even though Torres, uh, you would never be uh, a good Cisco and Ebert. You know that, don't you? Never thumbs up. Th- you know? Do you know who Cisco and Ebert are, Of course. The movie. I critics. don't know. I, I I have no idea what you know and don't know anymore. I, I can't assume anything. Just because I don't watch awful Will Ferrell movies doesn't mean I don't know. Uh, You're not. Who's stop with the awful Will Ferrell movies. He's going to listen to this show and he's going to come down and and punch you in the face if you keep saying that. You know. He, he's going to call in right after Steve Kerr calls in. So uh, wow. let us know how how much he hates it. So I think All even right. Will Will Ferrell, if you're calling in, what's our number one eight six six ninety nine on Fox? Will Ferrell, you 877-99 can call seven ninety nine on Fox. Well, we never give it out. So Will Ferrell, if you're listening, go ahead and call in. Uh, you can rip my ear off because I believe we're on in L.A. right now. But uh, I think even Will Ferrell would admit it wasn't one of his finer moments. All right. Uh, again, way, Aaron, real yeah. quick, did I ever tell you about the time The Rock came after me on Twitter? No. It's related to this. Is Get that, out of here. So when uh, Baywatch the movie came out, right? Um, I saw on Twitter a promotion for it. And I quote tweeted it and I said, wow, we're really at the point in The Rock's career where he's going to do anything for money. And I didn't realize it was his personal account. And he actually responded to me something to the effect of, tough guy, I don't know who you think you are, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. And and I was like, and my Twitter, I mean, I was getting phone calls and texts from all people like, dude, The Rock just blew you up on Twitter. (laughs) And the funny thing is... 
Like, it's not like I can come back at him. Like, what am I going to say? Oh, screw you, The Rock? Like, no, you look like a fake Twitter tough guy. So it was one I just had to take it on the chin and um, get owned by the fact that The Rock owned me on Twitter. So very similar situation. I called him out for a bad movie, and he owned me, and there was nothing I could do about it. You know, I'm going to have to piggyback off that story. You mentioned Baywatch. Um, I think a long time ago, Donna D'Erico from Baywatch was kind of hitting on me a little bit. I think you've half told this story. I don't really remember it, though. That's okay. You don't really, but I mean, that just shows you how good looking I used to be a long time ago. I remember Donna Dierko. She was good looking. Maybe she. Didn't oh have very yeah, good you think? You think? Oh, how about that? Maybe she didn't have very good eyesight, though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was blind. Roger goes. How about the bad news bears? That was going to be the other option. My millennial fr- uh, co-host has not seen the bad news bears. How about that? Oh, I've seen the bad news bears. I've seen the one oh, where. Oh, thank. Goodness, you've seen that. Of course. I would have walked off the show right now and let the Sager finish it up had you not seen the Bad News Bears. I like the 13-year-old kid that smokes cigarettes. He reminds me of myself <laughs> at a similar age. Not a cigarette could, smoker, but a rebel. Could you imagine if you did that as a show or movie now and you had a 13-year-old smoking a pack of cigarettes <laughs> or something? It's <laughs> a great point. It's amazing. Like I watch so much stuff now, and it, you just for uh, anything. There's so many things that are just like that. That would never fly on TV. Oh these days. no! Oh no! Yeah, you would get a lot of that. So, yeah, thirteen-year-old breaking out a pack of cigarettes and uh, and not practicing riding a motorcycle all over the place. That, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, you want to get in? Like we said, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Coming up next, Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. We'll check in, see what's going on in Vegas. Uh, are they gambling yet? What are they betting on? All kinds of stuff that Bernie has. Um, And he also says he has a great stat on the Bingo Long and the Traveling All-Stars movie. How about that? I I, I guess I stirred something. I know you're excited about that. I am fine. Does he have the line on the last game of this uh, this, this movie or what? All right. All that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. See, includes your FICO credit score, and checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. You want to be part of the show, Aaron underscore, underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. That's easy for me to say. Uh, let's go right out to our guest. He comes on at the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas. It's our buddy Bertie Fratto. Bertie, how are things in Vegas? A lot better than it was a week ago, I'm assuming, or what? Oh, yeah, a lot of good news. By the way, I'm wearing my Flint Tropics jersey, and real quickly, I'm <laughs> Oh, my Long God, don't encourage him. <laughs> I was living in Michigan when that movie came out. Hey, Bingo Long and the Traveling All-Stars, come on, man. James Earl Jones, Richard Pryor, Billy D. Williams, former Major League player leon wagner and here's the kicker the movie was produced by barry gordy the founder of motown records bravo bravo birdie i'm trying to educate these young kids it's just not happening they can't do it tell the persistence my friend persistence hey (laughs) to answer your question it's a great week in vegas an expensive week for the sports books which i'll get to in a minute but look we had ufc 249 tonight Good handle on that. We've got UFC 250 next week, both right here in Vegas. As I said right on your show last Saturday, the books are opening, uh, excuse me, the hotels and sports books, and everything's opening Thursday, June 4th. 49 casinos will open their doors, at least a third of them, at 12.01 a.m. on June 4th. So if you, uh, you know, June 3rd, you know, gas up the Impala, Drive to the uh, casino at twelve oh one, and you, you, again what, at least sixteen of them. What about the buffets? Uh, they could open back they're, up. They're or not no? back yet. They're, they're uh. not back yet, but a lot of the restaurants are in the hotels. Okay, but uh, the buffets aren't. Now, uh, a big story out of Vegas this week is, as well, because Colin Coward even talked about it on his show Thursday. Derek Stevens, the owner of the D Hotel and the Golden Gate, oh, yes, building the circle, this, yeah. a friend of mine. He bought a thousand flights. They got snapped up. He went on Twitter, gave an oratory. They got snapped up in minutes, so he bought another 1,000 flights, and it fired everybody, and all the Fremont downtown casinos are opening up, too. So, look, you look for any win in these tough, in these very tough times, and things are looking up. Now, I did mention it's also an expensive week for the sports books because once Gary Bettman announced that the NHL season was officially canceled, well, the books had to make a lot of refunds this past Oof. week, and they did. They made good on it. I'll give you just one example. If you were a better who wagered on the Golden Knights to surpass their season point total this year, you really caught a lucky break because the Knights had 86 points 
after 71 games, and they were well on pace to go under their point total of 102.5 when the NHL suspended its season on March 12th because of the, uh, the coronavirus. They needed a bunch of points in their last 11 games, so I don't think they would have made it. So not only did the books refund all of that, but they also uh, have to pay out because there were no future stipulations. And by the way, I should qualify this. The house rules require that you have to play 82 games for that kind of action. Wow. So they get refunded. And also, if you had the Knights minus 700 to make the playoffs, which would have been a lock, the books got to refund that as well. But what the books paid out on this week that they don't have a rule on is they graded all the division winners. So if you had St. Louis, Boston, Washington, or Vegas, they've all won their division. You will collect. And there was no guarantee that Vegas was going to win the division this year because they only had a three-point lead on March 12th with 11 games to go over Edmonton, and Edmonton was surging. So a little bit of an expensive week for the books, but a good week for for the city. It sounds like you're uh, bullish on boxing, Bernie. Is that correct? You know, what's really weird is all of a sudden, uh, Aaron, there are all these unusual matchups that may lead to a renaissance for boxing betting in Las Vegas. And don't laugh. We really think there's a better than 50-50 chance that Tyson will fight Hollyfield. Wow. Right now, Tyson is at the Westgate. These are real lines at the Westgate. Minus 300, Tyson, Hollyfield, plus 250. Another fight that's being talked about, don't know if it's going to happen, but there's a lot of money out there. Would Floyd Mayweather fight Conor McGregor again? There's a line on the board. Floyd is minus 800, uh, Conor plus 550. Conor, very busy. There's talk as to whether or not he would fight Manny Pacquiao. If Pacquiao fought McGregor, Pacquiao's minus 550. But here's the kicker of them all. This has been laying out there for a while because there's so much money. Everybody complains. We would still watch it. A rematch between Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao. Right now, Floyd minus 180, Pacquiao plus 160. I don't know how many of those fights they'll make of those four I just mentioned, but if they do, I believe the handle will be huge. Bernie, would a lot of people watch a Tyson fight? I would actually bet on that and watch. I love Tyson. I don't like the minus three, but I love Tyson. Absolutely. People, look, we've talked about this. As a society, we've been infatuated with gladiator sports since the beginning of time. Yeah. And you yeah. see Tyson on film, and Teddy Atlas was very funny. He says, just because he's hitting mitts like that, you don't know what he's going to look like if he has to get in front of somebody at age 53. Well, he's not going to fight Tyson Fury, but if he fights uh, uh, Hollyfield again, I'm telling you, people want to see that. People I've talked to will all watch it, will all buy it. I think it would generate a ton of money and a handle. We, uh, we're getting towards here the middle of the summer burn, uh, and obviously football is not too far away. Any futures that people like out there with football? Yeah, great question, Aaron. That's really starting to pick up. It's never too soon to start betting NFL. There's all kinds of ways to do it, but I can give you three quick bets okay. that the pros are on that are futures bets, and I love all three of these. The first one, the Jets, under their season win total of 6.5. Why? It's minus 105. It's about even money. The Jets have the fifth toughest schedule, according to the schedule rankings next year, and they got some brutal non-division road games against the Rams, Chiefs, Colts, Chargers, uh, and uh, Seahawks. And when you look at the Jets' schedule this year, they're only favored in three games and all by three and a half points or less. They're six-point underdogs 
or higher in seven games. So given their brutal schedule, they would need a couple of lucky upsets to get to seven wins. The pros like under six and a half wins. This is our favorite bet, though. Chargers under seven and a half yeah, wins. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah Arnie, you're in good, you're in good company. Yeah. Still pretty much even money, minus 106. Here's why. For the first time in 14 years, the Chargers will not have Phillip Rivers as their starting quarterback. They're coming off a very disappointing five-win season last year. They vastly underperformed. Their win total last year at this time was nine and a half. They won five games. So for them to have to go eight and eight this season, again, there's a lot of factors working against them. No Phillip Rivers. They've also got to adjust to life without Melvin Gordon, who produced 47 touchdowns in the past four years. So it's going to be running back by committee led by um, Austin Eckler. Right. They don't have a lot of weapons. You're handing it over the, the keys of the car to a 31-year-old journeyman and Tyrod Taylor. If he gets hurt, you're stuck with a, a rookie, Justin Herbert. The Colts to make the playoffs, minus 154. The Colts have the easiest schedule wow. of the 2020 season. They have great power ratings, which suggests they'll be favored in nine games with their toughest coming as a three-and-a-half-point underdog at Pittsburgh. So they play several teams on the road, this is important, that all finished well under 500 last year. The Lions, the Raiders, the Bears, the Jaguars, plus the Colts drafted really well. So, And I, and they, I think Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin, the pros feel he's going to fit right into that lineup playing on turf. So Jets under 6.5 wins, Chargers under 7.5 wins. Colts to make the playoffs. Uh, Bernie, last thing, if the NBA says, okay, we're voting it on Thursday, we're good to go, um, any reason for you to run to the window and get some futures down to win the championship with some good odds, or there's nothing uh, earth-shattering right off the bat? Well, first of all, we're going to have to see how the playoff format shakes out and whether they take 20 teams or 22 teams and whether there's some sort of round robin or it's seeded, things of that nature. So until that shakes out and until the playoff format is set, I don't think you'll see them recalibrate uh, the futures odds and the odds uh, in terms of, you know, the matchup. So got to give a little time on that, but you'll see those numbers come up on the board once they decide this stuff. Did I hear you right when you said the your good friend owns a hotel there? Is that what you're telling well, me? Well, Derek Stevens, yeah, he's from Detroit. He's great. Yeah, he he built the D Hotel. Well, he he took it over. It was the Fitzgerald. He turned it into the D, the Golden Gate, and uh, and now he's building Circa. Yeah, I've, I've known Derek for years. So when I come out there, I'm sure the presidential suite or something will be for me, right? I'm. I'm absolutely, man. Absolutely, absolutely. The limo's on the way. I've been begging you and Aaron to come on for a year. I told you I'll buy you dinner, anything up to four bucks. Do you know? Yes, exactly. I live in Vermont. It's five hours by telephone to get to Vegas. You know, my flight. <laughs> He's Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. He's coming up at the top of the hour. It's a must listen. Bernie, appreciate it all the time you come on. We'll be listening at the top of the hour. Thanks so much. And say what you want about Vermont, but that syrup you sent me is mind altering. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Thanks, it. Burn. Bernie Fratto, straight out of Vegas. Aaron, you're. what are you making a reservation for? You should have called Bernie and gotten hooked up with him. What's wrong with you, you know? Oh, I'm going to see you. I see Bernie all the time <laughs> when I go out there. I'm, I, I love Nobody's out got there. a friend who owns a hotel. Just get yourself one of those places. What are you, crazy? Yeah. Could have, would have, should have. Next time. Next time. What do you mean next time? You know, when I lived out in Vegas um, and I was doing a show out there, We worked for. I worked for a network. We used to get all kinds of perks. Oh, my goodness. 
Um, like what? It was a blast. It was, I mean, just free food. And um, if we had friends come into town, they would get free hotel rooms and they'd hook us up with shows. And oh, it was just a blast. It was great. And I was young, single, ponytail, mustache. I had it all. It was, you it was literally had no life. redeeming qualities, even fewer than you have now, if that's at all possible. I, maybe you didn't hear me. Ponytail, mustache. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know what it was like in the Roaring Twenties when you were there, but it, <laughs> it doesn't sound very appealing to me, so. Oh, uh, you want to be part of the show. Aaron underscore Torres. I've been stinking genius one. Let's check in with the Sager final time of the night. What's going on, the Sager team? You trying? want a perk in Las Vegas to tourists that will really float their boat? Take away the stinking resort fees. It's like the parking garbage yep. that you talked about early. Yikes. That is ridiculous. Really? How much is that? How much is that going It's for? more than the parking per night. Sometimes wow. you think, oh, I got this hotel for under 100 bucks a night, and then they tack on $33 per night for, Woo. quote, resort fee, whether you use the gym or pool or anything. It doesn't oh, I, I, I use the I use the topless pool. I use that. I knew you weren't going to say gym. <laughs> wow! <laughs> the wow! But on the positive side, I must <laughs> also say that Vermont maple syrup, phenomenal. I got a little Tell surprise. Tell Beth we used ours again this week. It's still phenomenal. It I was, was gonna, a great I was Christmas say, gift. I, I may have a little surprise for that this year. I'll even tell you this. This year, um, I may put a picture of me on the on the. Uh, maple. No, I'm serious. I'm not kidding around. Here, here's the problem with that. I'm not you kidding around about that. I might use it less then. The problem, <laughs> the problem for you, Arnie, is that you don't know when your wife is sending it or if she's sending it. Yes. Thankfully, <laughs> thankfully we have come to expect her to send it. Yes. I don't think you have any idea when those packages actually yeah. go out. For those who don't know, we've yeah. talked on other shows that Beth has, I mean, to a lot of boxes to people at this oh. studio in L.A., Christmas gifts of... Pancake waffle mix and Vermont maple syrup, which is unbelievably costly out here. We yeah. never buy it in California. It's just a great. It's I'm not kidding. It was the best Christmas you know, gift I got. Last I want year. to tell you something. Somebody took uh, the boss's uh, uh, gift bag that I sent last Christmas. Took as in he never That's saw just it. A- he never got it. Just it was in with all the other ones. We put it in one big box, and somebody just well, walked. We put the name on each individual bag, and somebody took his and walked out. Send it now. Nobody's here. Yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> By the way, update on tonight's Korean baseball league game that yeah. we're not watching. Uh, it's uh, two Americans are the starting pitchers against each other. Mets draft choice Chris Flexen against former A's draft choice Dan Straley, who used to pitch for the Marlins oh, wow. and others. Just for the record, I'll put it on right away. Meanwhile, in Vegas. At the UFC Apex, their office and production facility, UFC Fight Night was held. Again, no fans, of course. Tyron Woodley, at age 38, was shot out five rounds to none by Gilbert Burns, who's now 19-3. and three. Woodley also lost a unanimous decision in his previous fight over a year ago. A reminder, NASCAR's Cup race is on FS1 tomorrow from Bristol, 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and FS1 will also have the Xfinity Series event on Monday night. And Germany's soccer season continues with another doubleheader tomorrow morning on FS1, starting at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. The Formula One racing season will begin in Austria with two events in July. They got government approval today. England's Premier League soccer season plans to resume its season June 17th, officially getting government approval today. And amazingly, there were no positive tests in that league this weekend out of over a 1,000 players and club personnel. Florida Gators point guard Andrew Nebhard removed his name from the NBA draft and will transfer. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining after averaging about 11.6 assists per game last season and five assists per game as a freshman in the 
the year before. A vote on the NBA's future is not expected until Thursday after yesterday's Board of Governors conference call. The commissioner is not expected to invite every team to finish the regular season, but the board had no consensus on that, according to AP. A play-in tourney for the final playoff seeds is still possible. Of course, the NHL already approved restarting with a 2014 playoff this year. Many other aspects still need to be negotiated with that union. As far as baseball and its union... Don't ask at this point. They didn't like the economic proposal, and that's where it stands. Packers guard Lane Taylor reworked the final season of his contract to free up cap space. He was on IR for most of last year after a biceps injury. Taylor was a regular starter in Green Bay the previous three seasons. There's another Super Bowl re-air on Fox TV tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time, Patriots-Eagles from 2005. And the U.S. Open tennis tournament, we mentioned this last weekend, of course, where does that get held every year? New York, which is just right. about the epicenter of this virus in this country. They were saying an update on the U.S. Open status in mid-June. Now it's going to be mid to late June. But the good news is AP got an interview with the chief executive of the USTA, which runs the thing. And among the many scenarios they're considering is first and foremost, if they hold it, it would be at the usual site at the usual time on the calendar, starting in late August, if there's a U.S. Open. Also, everything's still fluid. They haven't actually made any decisions at all, but these are the details of what they're going through. Add locker rooms have really central focus of where the players are staying and keep tabs on them with, of course, the temperature checks and the health questionnaires daily. But they have to certify that they have a negative test for COVID-19 before even traveling into New York. Wow. And also, with no fans, they think they could get by this year. U.S. Open had over 800,000 people attend last year. It's two weeks plus. But they think with the TV rights, even with fewer sponsorships, they can go forego the ticketing this year and take less on the hospitality revenue, obviously, and still get by. How would it look, though? Well, no ball boys, for starters. Only adults, no kids as the ball persons. Yeesh. Maybe fewer... Cosmo Kramer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That Seinfeld episode. Maybe fewer line judges, because they want fewer personnel uh, players and tournament, fewer people, less chance of spread, kind of like what you were talking about with Rick with the NBA. If they have fewer line judges, maybe rely more on the line-calling technology that tennis already has and uses. But a tennis player, they said, coming in with an entourage of five, six, seven, eight, that is not something that's in the plan. And maybe tourneys could provide physios, the masseuse, so the players don't have to bring their own. But a lot to work out. But we'll find out next month if there is a U.S. Open. Back to you. All right. Thanks to Sager. Be safe uh, heading on home. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know, I'm just wondering, now that we've gone through some NASCAR events, there's been no fans out there, the MMA, no fans, UFC. Um, Does it seem like you're okay with no fans coming back to the baseball, football, basketball, hockey, or... That's not really a precursor to how you'll feel uh, in these team sports if there's no fans out there. I don't really. What are you asking? Like, well, I mean, would like, I not want to watch if there's that, no fans? Well, now that the fact that you've seen NASCAR have no fans, um, are you like warming up to the idea that sports won't have any fans out there? Or are you still like, no, 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 this is not going to work. We we need some people uh, in the stands out there. 
Oh, I think that most people have wrapped their head around long ago that at least the sports that were either in season or about to be in season, in other words, the NBA, NHL, right. Major League Baseball, they're not going to have fans. I know it's redundant at this point. I apologize to our audience, but we have to be prepared for the unexpected and the um, unprecedented over these next few months. And so, yes, if you're asking me, as Rick Buecher said earlier in the show, yeah. if I could get Warriors Knicks on my TV tomorrow, even if it's without fans, I would gladly take you it. You know, I used to think that it was really going to affect our watching experience and affect the game on the court, and it would just affect everything. I'm starting to warm up that it's not going to be that much of a hindrance. The players will get used to it. Um, it doesn't seem to bother um you know, me when I'm watching other stuff that nobody's in the stands, whether it's some foreign soccer or something. I don't know if it'll be different when basketball or, or baseball starts. But for now, I, I don't think I'm going to. It's not going to be that bad not having fans in the stands like I thought it was going to be, you know? No. And, and you know, you watch some of these soccer games and, and they pipe in noise and it sounds right, the same right. and all that stuff. I mean, listen, I do think in the NBA, when we get to playoff games, it's going to be hard to wrap our heads around a play, you know, because like right now we have NBA TV on. We got uh, Spurs Heat NBA Finals from a couple of years ago, and obviously, look, the crowds are a big part of what makes the NBA playoffs so special. So I think it'll take some getting used to. But again, I think ninety nine point nine percent of fans, if the option is games with no fans or no games at all, they'll definitely take the games without I, fans. I enjoyed the Phil Tiger Peyton. Tom Brady thing, mm-hmm. um, but there were no fans there. Could you imagine how the uh, gallery would have erupted after that Tom Brady Ooh. shot when it got in it? So um, I didn't think it took away from it. I still enjoyed it, but it would have been a lot better had the fans would have been there heckling everybody. You know that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would add that I thought the golf thing was cool because they tried some things that they normally wouldn't try. Now, granted, um, you know, it's an exhibition. It doesn't count all that stuff. But having Charles Barkley there, having Justin yeah. Thomas, I thought it really added to the broadcast. And I hope all of these sports take, uh, you know, if if the games are going to be without fans and you have to get creative in how you present them, I hope that some of these sports take a following from that. Now, Major League Baseball owners, just to throw that up, talking about fans, um, they say they're going to lose, what, like 350000 per game, 400000 per game? Um, if there's no fans, that's a big chunk of change out there, which is why they're not in such a hurry to get this thing done. I think they're stalling because they don't want to play the 100 games like the players want. They want 81, maybe even less. Maybe they want 60 games. I think they're stalling right now. Well, I think that they want uh, some sort of compromise with the players, and the players aren't willing to compromise, certainly on the financials. And so, to me, listen, 81 games at this point kind of makes sense. I mean, listen, the players want 100-plus games now you're talking about uh, a World Series potentially into November, which obviously it did happen in 2001 after 9-11. But, um, you know, if we get a Yankees whatever World Series, I mean, we're talking about, you know, we might have snow on the field in the World Series. And so to me, um, I, I get the players want as much money as they, they can possibly get. I get it. We all want money in these uncertain times. But to me, I just don't know how realistic it is to add games. Like you said, I think it's real more realistic we're subtracting games going forward. Well, unless they play a bunch of double headers, um, and what are you going to play like one double header per series? So you turn a 
uh, a four-game series into a five-game series and play one doubleheader per four, I I don't know. That's going to certainly take its toll. No doubt about that. Yeah, you know? we're already cramming a lot of games into a little window, and it doesn't it doesn't seem like the players are willing to budge on anything. And so the idea that we're going to start cramming extra games in now, maybe if it's the difference between them getting a some semblance of a full salary and not, maybe that's the answer. But I don't know, man. I'll be really interested to see what's going on with baseball because it really does feel like neither side is anywhere close to budging. You can jump in, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Come back, wrap up the show next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio studios. This segment brought to you by Geico. Wow, quick show today. So much happening. By the way, we got to thank the crew, Laker Don, our technical director, waiting for the NBA to start back up. Eric Roberts, our Producer who is a Buffalo Bills fan. We're trying to do something about that. Don't tell him we're trying to get him fired for that. Is your uh, uh, son yeah. still dating the Bills Browns fan? What's going on with that? No, no, he's still in Ohio, but he's not dating. Uh, he's he's dating another girl that's a Browns fan. So, oh my, what is wrong? <laughs> I mean, he must. He, well, he lives in Ohio. What do you a want? Bills, man? Ba- a Bills and Browns fan, man. That's a lot of losing. That's a lot of losing. <laughs> well, I think the mom was a Browns fan, a Bills fan, and he, yeah. she was a Bra- Browns fan. I can't remember. That's what they all are out there. The Sager on the updates, and my partner Torres. Um, real quick, I saw this story earlier in the week. I just wanted to bring it up. I thought it was hysterical. You know who uh, Dave Portnoy is. Of course, yeah. Uh, from Barstool Sports. He bid $250,000 um, to go to Roger Goodell's home to watch a football game on the Monday Night Football. First of all, I don't think Roger Goodell would be very funny uh, to watch a football game with. I don't think I'd have a very good time with him. You know what I mean? Uh, what are you going to do, have a beer and eat some wings and just kind of sit there? I, I, I like to hang out with some fun guys. I don't think he'd be very fun, Torres. Well, I will say this. I thought up until Friday, it was a great offseason for Roger Goodell. Uh, I thought he showed a side to him that I didn't know that he had during that draft when, let's be honest, I think he was drinking during the second round on Friday (laughs) night. He was letting loose a little bit. He was kind of falling. Um and uh, I thought it was a great offseason for him, but this is a bad look, man. You open this up, you got to know the consequences are coming. And listen, I think it's a good opportunity for him to bury the hatchet with Dave Portnoy. I mean, we know kind of Portnoy's reputation, but uh, I think if you invite him in and you open up the door to hospi- hospital, you know, in a hospitable way, excuse me, yeah. and it's for charity, uh, I think it's hard to, for either side to come out looking bad. But Well, too late for that because Roger Goodell will not be having Dave Portnoy in his house because um, Portnoy failed the background check by the league. Even though he was the highest bidder, there were multiple encounters with the NFL security as his 2015 arrest for trespassing at the NFL headquarters during the Flategate um, also contributed to the failed test. He was the highest bidder. But there was other problems he had with the NFL. So they said, you know what? You can't come. You, you can't pass the background check. Though, could he send somebody in his place? Would not be fair for the money or what? You know? Yeah, I don't think that he's going to spend $250,000 to do that and then send, uh, you know, some intern from Barstool Sports. I think he wanted to go. Uh, but, yeah, I, I thought I it was I didn't even about- think there'd be a background check. Could you imagine I was I was arrested for inciting a riot? If I would have bid the $250,000, I would have been denied also. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what to say, man. I just thought, <laughs> I thought Goodell was having a great off season. I thought he was coming out of all this looking good. I thought he st- showed strong leadership in going out with free agency in the draft, and for him to do this, I think it kind of looks petty. 
All right. I want to finish up with some baseball. Our buddy Bernie Fratto just texted to me, by the way. He's coming up at the top of the hour. said, baseball, if they do play the doubleheaders, uh, there'll be seven inning doubleheaders, universal DH possibly. Uh, also, if they get to the 12th inning tied, they'll put a man on second base. Relievers will have to face at least three batters, which is the new rule this year. So there's going to be some changes for baseball uh, if they get going um, in July sometime, I guess, you know? Yeah, I guess I'm just dubious that this that baseball players who are refusing to take a pay cut despite the fact that they're not actually working right now are going to be willing to play uh, regular doubleheaders. Or w- it just doesn't seem like the players are willing to budge. Now, I think they look bad in doing so, but the idea that they're all of a sudden going to agree to a schedule where they're playing uh, a bunch of extra games or whatever, I just don't see it. I really don't. Yeah, Um I'm curious to see how that vote is going to go on Tuesday for the NBA. I think everything's going to be fine there, um, and we'll get going. Still don't like that. It's going to go ahead and take two months, Torres. Not not happy about that one at all, you know? I totally agree. And listen, these are finely tuned athletes. These are professional athletes, and, and they should be staying in shape. Most of the facilities have been open. I understand if you want to take a month, even five weeks, but there's no reason that. Uh, first of all, they should have moved this process along faster to begin with. But I still think even if they're deciding on Tuesday, there's no reason that by July 4th the the players can't be back. All right. Uh, you got to stay safe out there, my friend. You got to get in your car and drive on home. Um, you guys have a curfew right now out there in Los Angeles, do you not? Absolutely, yeah. No, and we, we hope everybody uh, that is on the road right now is being safe, being cautious. But, yes, myself, Eric Roberts, Don, all of us will be driving home mid-curfew, which I think started at 10 p.m., 9 p.m., something like that. 8 p.m. Yeah, they're, you're in curfew right now, big boy. You're you got to go straight on home. That's it, man. No stopping off and getting anything to eat or you know stopping at the, you know at a restaurant or anything like that. Straight to your house, you know. So yeah. forget about it. Um, I got to wrap it up. Bertie Fratto, straight out of Vegas, coming up at the top of the hour. Then Chris Plank, who's in for Jason Martin, who's in Nashville, couldn't get to do the show today. So uh, Chris Plank will be filling in for him. I'm back tomorrow, Sunday with Plank, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific. That's 11 p.m. Uh, to 2 a.m. Eastern. So uh, you can tune in tomorrow. Stay, uh, stay next for Birdie here, Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.